When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Support your immune health with Go Healthy from Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $9.99. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just after 6 o'clock here, and it is Thursday, the 10th of March. Coming up on the morning show, we've got four hours. Four hours of goodness. Our last hour is the league hour. So we'll get Kempe to rip into some league chat. We're going to cross over and have a chat to the one and only Matty Johns to start our league hour off flying and no doubt he'll give a bit of banter and a bit of heat so looking forward to that chat that'll be nine o'clock and then we get Kempi's top eight predictions I've done my predictions but Kempi's got his ones all lined up so we'll have a wee chat about that and that is our time for you league fans or anyone out there want to talk a bit of league your time to call in 0800 150 811 that is about nine o'clock but before then we've got a big show for you it's been a big day and a very successful couple of days at Caracas Hills. And a very, very happy Andrew Seabrook acknowledged that on his Twitter. 24% turnover up on book one. That is more than book one and two last year. So he's happy. He's up and about and pumped because the New Zealand bloodstock Caracas Hills are flying. And Steve Davis is the man in charge of holding some sort of order in the New Zealand Bloodstock ring. Steve will join our show to talk about what's uh, gone on the last couple of days. Even uh, I think our Baz Skip McCullum might have been involved in a couple yesterday. We might have to get him to come on the show and share that. Um, yeah, so it's flying there at Karaka. And then after that, whenever we chat about Super Rugby, because I spoke about the fierce rival that is Crusaders v Chiefs, and it's that old cliche, the battle is one up front. The, men, the man in charge of the pack is Jace Ryan, and he is Crusader's assistant coach, and he is a Ford wizard, and he knows the the well, the big battle that they have up front this week. He's already acknowledged and respected the Chiefs pack and the aggression and attitude that they always bring to these encounters. So we're going to have a chat to Jace Ryan just after 8 o'clock, and then our Court Kings catch up with our man Tom Abercrombie, because he's back. He had a wee 12-minute run the other night. Um, they didn't get the job down, but he got he got some meet, uh, minutes under his belt and uh, what it was one, doing wonders heading into the rest of the season. They've been struggling over there, the breakers. Been a long time away and injuries and COVID and 
Well, just so much uncertainty. Cancelled games, left, right and centre. They've been struggling, but where we chat to him for our Cork King catch-up. And then, like I said, it's our, our league hour after 9 o'clock. We're on till 10 in the morning. We're on till 10 a.m. And then we're going to get off to Ricardo because we've got the SENZ coverage of the White Ferns today. So we'll make sure we rip through these four hours and keep you up to date with what's going on in the world. NFL, golf, it's all happening. Racing, hey. 85% return, better than the banks yesterday. How good, we're going to get Kempe's take on ideal, because it was really ideal yesterday, and a bit more from Louis, because he was a bit of a heartache in one of his multis. But that's, a, that's like always, give us a text, double eight double three on the Tempura bed post text machine, or call us on the Kenatai phone line anytime, 0800 150 811. Good morning, Joe Kez and Emma, and the good team up there in Auckland, Louis Herman Watt. Eh, Tony Camp, Morena. Morena. How are you, brother? How are you? Man, I love your singies. You bring a little, a lot of heat in the morning. Is it hot up there or is it just, that's just normal oh, time? Mate, you know, anywhere's hot, anywhere's hot outside of Taranaki, to be honest, with that <laughs> moinga down there. So <laughs> living up here in Tamaki, it's, uh, you wake up in the morning and in the, in the springtime, it's it's beautiful, mate, in the, in the autumn, in the summer, so... <laughs> Um, nothing like a head of snow on that moinga though. The singlets go; they get put away for for a long time when that when that uh, when the snow gets on the moinga. So, um, mate, no, all good, all good. You're right, you're right about ideal. How good was that yesterday? It let down and and whoosh, you know. There's um, a little bit more than a dollar eighty five. Ended up paying two bucks too. So you know, you double your money if you back yeah. that. Um, and yeah, really excited about the power hour this this uh, this morning at nine o'clock with Matty Johns, um, me old neighbour. Uh, in my Newcastle days, the understudy that went on to bigger and brighter <laughs> things and, and is now the voice of radio in Sydney and arguably oh. in Australia when it comes to sports. So I've got a question for him, which isn't really about rugby league, but I won't let that out of the bag until we uh, until we talk to him. Yeah, I'm excited for that, man. I've been a big fan of his uh, credentials on the TV too. He holds himself well. He's got good chat, good banter. He's always doing fun things on TV. I'm all about having having lots of fun, but also showing uh, good analysis and insights. But he's man, he's outstanding. So great get from you. Looking forward to having a wee chat to Matty Johns, mate. Did you ever get a did you get a hold of old Casper? Where was he? <laughs> nah, mate. I didn't. I didn't even bother calling him yesterday. I was a little bit. I was a little bit frightened to be honest. Is he after uh, after Louis give him the give him the give him the server around the Casper stuff? So, I, yeah, mate. Excuse if you know, me. If you know I Alan, that was hey Alan. If you're listening, it was all Louis, mate. Gee, don't, don't throw me in the van, mate. Don't throw me in this hot seat in the van. Okay, I'll bring Louis along. You can sort him out. <laughs> do you reckon he heard the call about? Um, white legs, frickles, kind of orange hair. <laughs> no, 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 no I don't. I don't because he was fishing. <laughs> with, he was fishing um, for some flounder with Butch Glover out on the White Tamata yesterday. So he, he didn't. He, he didn't have coverage, but every other horse trainer heard it, mate, and they're going to let him know. <laughs> so he would. He would. Oh. He, would he would be. Uh, he'd be at track work this morning, and yep, I'm expecting my phone to start going anywhere after eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, mate. Looking forward. Hopefully, we can get him on one day and have we chat to Al Sherrick because, um, like you said, our ideal was very, very ideal. But that other horse, uh, Louis, I didn't see the race, but you sent it through on the WhatsApp group, mate. Uh, look, that was a nasty, nasty fall. And um, hopefully, the jockeys are right, mate. But I was looking at that start of the race. Who's at fault there? The horse that was coming over 
and bump that other horse and the other horse bump that. Is, is, can anyone be fined for that? Or was absolutely. It just, ben Thompson's just, on a long holiday, mate. He's, he, yeah, yeah mm. absolutely. The, the, gray, the horse on the grey, like, jockeys never ever mean to endanger anyone because the, their lives are at, as at risk as anyone out there, right? They are mm. always trying to protect themselves and their colleagues for the most part. Um, but that was what you call careless and reckless riding. Very reckless. He just came flying across. And it was a bit awkward. This is why you, I hate races where the starting gates start so close to a corner because they bound out of the gates and they, they, none of them are in position. So they're all coming from you know, up to 18 different gates and then they're all trying to get across to hit that corner. So they're all sandwiching up, trying to, they're all coming in on each other. And um, But he just flew in way too hard and... I couldn't quite believe it. The text that came in yesterday that said, look at this horse, Sacred Oath, owned by Shane Warne, and it was going to be this big omen kind of bet. It was also going to win. The horse was definitely the best horse in the race, and it jumped from barrier one. It jumped so well, and it just kind of felt like a. it was just going to be a procession. But then it was mm. so weird. It was like, no, not Warney's horse. Out of all of the horses to go through the barrier, not that. I mean, it was just it was just so- Warney, mate. Oh, this one, he's even laugh, laugh. He's like, suckers. <laughs> he had a dart, mate. He, he, he's standing there with a dart and he just put it right on his butt. <laughs> he jumped through that jump. You're right, you're right. I, I yeah. don't know how many times I watched it, I it half a dozen times. The, the, the grey that came across and shoved it into the fence, you know, I'm just so happy that the jockey got it, um, got up off the ground because yeah. it was quite a quite a nasty fall. But you're right, jumped, jumped well, went to, went, to, went to the lead and you thought, geez, it's sitting nice here just from the gate, you know, and then... All of a sudden, Nick Minutes, she's over. Izzy, what about this? This is for you, mm. brother. Um, you know mm-hmm. how the, the third leg of our multi was titled and it started at about $2.50 mm. and I could just hear you in my head just like, I could just hear you just like, but it won, mate. Why didn't we take it to win? And then it, it went to the lead and it was galloping so strong and it was going to kick them in. And then it started going backwards, <laughs> and it got rolled on the line for second. And I was going to go, "Yeah, Izzy, that's why we take it for a place." But it didn't matter because oh. Sacred Oath went through the fence. Here's—I just got a quick oh. little bit of audio from David Van Dyke, the trainer. Listen to this. This is the emotion that it caused. It's just devastating. They came out, and I'm sorry, I can't talk. He was absolutely gutted after wow. the race. Mm. Wow. Man, well, that, that's there's a you know like we know, you know I got an understanding of the last couple of weeks, the days with the Caracas sales like it's a lot of money that goes into these these horses and, and, and not only when you purchase them you got the upkeep you know trainers fees vet fees and and it's not probably about the money they've got a lot of care for these horses as well they grow a bond and, and a friendship and you know like one little move like that could potentially end them it's game over then you got to do the the unthinkable and put them down it's yeah. Can understand why he's, he's feeling like that. You're just you're just about to find that out, is he? With your ten percent, just exactly how much it's going to cost you over the next couple of years. <laughs> I'm already I'm already getting like that, but I get so like I go through my emails and like vet bill and blah blah. I've only got ten percent, so sometimes the bill's like forty bucks, and I'm like, because I've got to send it to Australia. The minimum you can do to send it to Australia is a hundred bucks. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, there's all these little niggly ones. But that, that's all. Right. Hey, you got right. the be, you got the best trainer. You got the best trainer in Walla, mate. I'm expecting Friday night my phone to be going off the hook. Okay, mm. well, you hooked up with <laughs> with Walla and given us the best tips over the weekend. <laughs> True. Yeah, we're gonna um, 
Yeah. You haven't thought you about that, Louis? With Chris. Well, you because of tissue, right? So you'll be with the you'll be with in the Wallace circle, and the you'll, so you'll meet Sophie and Ch- you know, Izzy, the bloke you're going to love, other than mm. Chris, Charlie Duckworth. Charlie Duckworth. Oh, yeah. He's Waller's assistant oh. trainer, and he's English, and he is loose. Yeah. He is such a good guy. You're oh. gonna you're gonna love him. Oh, I'm actually getting excited. One more sleep, lads. I'm trying not to think about it too much. But yeah, uh, Tissue's racing, I think, I spoke to my mate yesterday, he reckons the, the main race, the Cornwall Classic. Um, it's up against some some quality horses, let's be honest. I um, I think Hinged is in it, and maybe Espion. I can't. I'll have a look at the, the um, field shortly, but... That's all right. You got a horse in it, and he's got a horse in it, and we're going to be we're going to be you know um, field uh, trackside and right there in amongst it, and getting not able to witness a tissue. We get to witness like some stacked horses racing at Rosehill on Saturday, which will be awesome. And like you said, get to, get to meet some champions as well. So yeah, boys, I'm fizzing. Four no, hours ahead mate, of we'll, us. We'll Come be, on, bring we'll it be on. fizzing. We'll be fizzing too because you're <laughs> going to go to Walla and you're going to say, "Give me your best of the day." That's all you're going to say to him. <laughs> Give me your best of the day. That's all I want to know. And then you're going to put it on our chat, okay? They don't call him dollar, right, dollar, boys. Chrissy yep. Waller for nothing, you know? <laughs> I'll do that, boys. I'll do that for you, lad. I'll do that for it's, you. Or as Charlie says, yeah. Chrissy Waller, make a dollar, dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry if he says it's only a dollar eighty, okay? I don't care because if he says it wins, it's going to win. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. Um, we're going to have a nice little bit of chat about some NFL, lads. Hissing. Hissing day yesterday if you're an NFL fan. Big, big news coming out over that. We're going to chat about that shortly. Louis, Karaka, it's been flying, eh? Yeah, busy, mate. Real busy. So um, that we'll talk. So Steve Davis, yeah, he, he, the goat yeah. auctioneer, he's just so funny in the ring. Um, he's going to come on and, and explain to us because their their me- average horse sale, the price of the average sale was up about twenty four percent on last year, which is a lot. I suppose mm. there's inflation and all those other things, but I want to know whether it was just because simply of the, the quality of horse we were putting out. Or was it because they were selling less horses? So I want to know what the clearance rate was as well, because that's the other thing. Not all horses are sold. Some of them are passed in mm. and taken out the back, and they have to get be sold you know, under different conditions. So we'll talk to Steve Davis. But, yeah, it was another really big day yesterday. And how about this? Robert Wellwood, Roger James, going to, I think, nine fifty dollars or $900,000 for an autumn sun Ooh. cult. And, that's, and, and as Robert... I said text Robert because I saw him the other day and I said, mate, you were saying you didn't, you know, you guys, you couldn't, didn't have the big cash. He said, Louis, buy the one you want, not the one you can afford. Yeah, that's right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, are you listening? Because <laughs> we can we can put this into some other sort of conversation, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> the rat, How's that going? The, rat, anyway, the rat's in there. Going, mate, I'll tell you what, is he... He had to get the coffees this morning. It's in the contract, the, McCoff- the McCafe coffees. I mean, to be on the desk at 5.30. One job. One job, Joe. All right. And, wow. and hasn't delivered all week. I couldn't find the entrance. Drive through. Yeah, I couldn't see where it was. It was dark. It was confusing. <laughs> nah, Joey, Joey's, he's been hard at it today on the tools, making sure we can get to air. But... Um, Kempe did say something interesting this morning. I told Kempe, yes, Kempe was on a rage about Joe. Sometimes I just like to feed the beast, just slide more ammunition in there. I said, Joe, 
Is it Joe? We're talking about McCafe and McDonald's and how Joe pretty much lives exclusively off McDonald's. And I said, well, he can't actually cut an onion, Kimpy. And Kimpy, you, you reckon that's quite normal? Oh, it is for it is for a male. Yeah, you know, like you know, I was in I was in Sydney at a mate's place once. Um, went down after the Newcastle game just to get some, you know, have a good old New Zealand mint stew. He was he was the best at cooking a mint stew. But I was watching him cook. I was watching him chop up an onion. He was forty, and he didn't know how to cut an onion. He was peeling it with his fingers. It was taking like five minutes to get an onion peel off. And I was, I said, mate, have you, you mean your mum never taught you how to cut an onion? You know, and I think I like I totally agree. I can understand how Joe doesn't know how to to cut an onion, but man, if you saw the shorts Izzy and the socks and the shoes that he's got on today, he also doesn't know how to dress. <laughs> so it, it's no wonder oh. he doesn't know how to cut an onion. What is this? <laughs> what? It's the roast of it's the roast of the rat. <laughs> oh, okay, fair so, enough. Kempy. Kempy. <laughs> when you when you cut an onion, look, I'm just a bit of Maisie, I've cut a few onions, but how do you cut it? Do you do you just cut right around the outside uh, the first layer and then peel it? Hundred no, to, take the ends off first. Yeah, top and tail. Top and tail. Take, take the, the ends, ends off. off. Slit it, slit it right down the middle, and then just pull off how many layers yep. you want to see if the nice fresh part. Because you can get a grassy bit of onion right in the the first couple of layers. Mm. You know what I mean. So you've got to get that nice juicy yeah, piece of onion before you start slicing it up and putting it in your food. It, well, mm, how do you cut okay. an onion? Is isn't that a top and tail yeah, like, down the middle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top and tail down the middle, and then. I'm just, look, I'd have never got taught of it. Well, never, no one never gave me a lesson, but common I just sense, figured Joe. it out. <laughs> it's just common sense. <laughs> yeah, but you, you top and tail it, then you half it, and then what? And you dice it, mate. But then it falls apart and stuff. And you dice then, it, then you mate. got little, like, no, you do it, thin layers. You do it long ways. You know how you do the like, like little half, like, C's? You know, you just cut it down there, and it's this perfect C's, and then once it cooks, it goes, expands, and it's long little bits of onion. And if, and it's completely lost. And uh, if, depending... Depending what you want to cook, if you want little dices, then you do like a little something different. But let's be honest, I don't cook, mate. You talk a good game. You talk a good game, is he? At least you're honest. I, I honestly, I was thinking he's going to have his own, he's going to have his own cooking show soon. The way he's carrying on. Is he listed as a cookbook? She's a published food author. Oh, I don't cook, mate. Honestly, I'm not even going to try and talk my way out of this one anyway, boys. <laughs> funny, that is funny. I, look, Joe, there's a lot. There's a lot. If if we were putting things in order of what we need to remedy today, it was probably the the the, the coffee, the, the coffee first, <laughs> and then the then the attire you wear to work second, and then the onions a battle for another day. Good text here about Steve Davis. We'll get to that on the other side. We'll also talk some NFL. As Izzy said, it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempi and Louie here as well. Uh, back after this. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Bazzles here for breakfast. SCNZ. Uh, gee whiz, some heat on the text machine early on. This is the one for Steve Davis. Ask uh, Steve Davis what he's actually saying in that fast babble between bids, bids please. Yeah, bit of bit of bit of bit of bit of bit of Yeah, I don't know. We'll ask Steve Davis. And then what about this one? Is he underneath that? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, uh, Izzy Kempi. Louie and the kitchen. How's Kempy's? How Kempy giving Joe grief about dress sense coming from the bloke that wears a singlet into work? I'd back Joe in all day. Question: Is Kempy is Kempy's bark worse than his bite? That is from Mark. What, what do you reckon? Kempe? Oh, that's, that's Joe's brother, Mark. He's in a, he's in a hundred texts us every morning. So yep, he's just playing his cards, looking after his bro. I love that. 
I absolutely love that. But you know what? Best thing about radio. Best thing about radio. Yeah. For Joe especially, you can't see what you wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I love. Honestly, get out of bed, roll in, slippers on. <laughs> Don't even do my hair because I know I've got this this heat, uh, mic on and I can just kind of, it's like a little bit of a coma. A head coma. It's just a headband. Kind of head back. Anyway, I'm getting off. Yeah, it's a headband. That's it. I'm getting off off track here. We're going to go back and we're going to talk a bit of NFL because uh, big moves yesterday, lads. Seahawks. The Seahawks have agreed to trade Russell Wilson to Denver Broncos. The Seahawks will receive three players. Quarterback Drew Locke, uh, tight end Noah Fant, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. And get this, two first-round picks. Broncos have been searching uh, for a QB since Peyton retired. Can Russell Wilson ignite and rediscover his form? So huge, huge news. And they've also released Bobby Wagner. Here's their defensive genius, uh, the Seahawks. So they are in rebuilding phase at the moment um, to try and get to the heights when they won that Super Bowl uh, a few years ago. Russell Wilson, um, the beast at running back. Um, Sherman on on the cornerback. So look, they've, they've had a quality side, but they're in a refill, rebuilding phase at the moment. And then another big, exciting news, and probably news uh, people were probably thinking, um, what's he going to do? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Aaron Rodgers has potentially agreed to a four-year extension. Two hundred milliracks will make him the highest-paid uh, player in NFL history. Fifty million guaranteed in annual salary. Um, so there you go. That is only that is only uh, speculated news. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has already come out and tweeted about the details behind the contract that they're uh, yeah, a little bit off. Um, so he hasn't confirmed it, but that is the news coming out of the NFL. Um, two big signings and two big quarterbacks. One trying to go and reignite his career, and then Aaron Rodgers, who was NFL MVP last year, Resigning for four years with the Green Bay. Is he? What do you, what do you think the the you know the NZRU the the NRL can take out of the NR, uh, NFL in the way that they promote these signings? These you know, is there a, an opportunity for the draft? You reckon in in the game of rugby league, rugby union? Oh, I'd love to see the draft. How good would that be? Um, you know, just just seeing the drafts. I think the there's just a, a little bit of a diff, uh, situation at the moment, like with these kids, because they're already being screened on TV at, at, at high school. There's been a bit of an uproar, and a lot of schools uh, feel like they can left out. Um, a lot of people, I think, we're promoting these kids before they've even become, uh, you know, adults or they've, they've grown into their bodies. So they're putting a lot of pressure on them early, at early stages. So. Um, that's the I think that's the barrier that they're facing at the moment. But for me, and trying to grow the game of, of rugby and rugby league and the brand, I think it would be fantastic, mate. It'll be the, it'll be something to watch, you know, like seeing these kids coming out on the big stage. You know, they all get in their suits. A lot of these kids do it for their families and their and their and their fano, taking them to this arena. We we build it up and, and hype it up. And do a combine. I think that's what sports. Yeah, mate. Do a combine. See these athletes. Um, I know, look, I've, we're working with Sky. We've tried to get things like that, those combines. We've tried to go around to um, – this was obviously before COVID. Now it's, uh, it's impossible to do anything, even to get a, a comment from the players. But we we're trying to go to the clubs and actually find out who the fastest is, who the strongest is, and we we're doing competitions. But then um, just all this backlash and 
difficult to do anything in the rugby world. I think they can um, <laughs> learn a lot, MP. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think they can learn a hell of a lot. Let's be honest; they need to grow this game. hundred. Sure. Yeah, I, no, I think the same thing. I think you know, player agents, player player associations, and the NSOs, the national sporting officers. Um, are at sixes and sevens when it comes to you look at the NFL and the way that they handle their their high school model mm. through to the NFL. I think it'd be great, mm. the top eight schools, especially in the rugby, to, to put their best kids up in a combine um, and then put them on telly and see who who's the best and who who drafts them in. I think a draft system would work great in football. Yeah, there's a ruthless commercial, uh, kind of like commercial um, angle in America where everything is so highly competitive and they've been doing it for a long time and they really squeeze the juice out of all of the stuff, the drama and it is a show, it's a big act. Mm. It's a lot different to what we've got here but you do kind of, the roadblocks that pop up that you allude to is you can get frustrating because you can't rest on your laurels. The game needs to innovate and and stuff like that is top of the list. It's 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock. Good conversation and good moves around the NFL as well. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Love Racing.nz up after this right now. It's the news with Emma for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Aotearoa. SCNZ, 25 minutes away from 7am. Thank you, Emma. Love Racing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. We'll talk to Steve Davis at about 7.40 this morning. Boys, it's a Thursday. Markets are open, and there's actually so much to talk about here. I don't really know where you want to start. I'll just quickly give you the calendar. Because of the Karaki yearling sales, Auckland Cup Week has been readjusted slightly. So the Group 1 racing this weekend in New Zealand, the Bone Crusher Stakes, as well as the Sistema Stakes for the two-year-olds, and then the Group 2 Barford and Thompson Auckland Cup, that is on Sunday after the sales are finished. So Saturday we get Pukakoi and Trentham, two kind of, well, let's fit this say it, lesser, lesser rates meetings. But the markets we have open are for Izzy's Lads Trip, and it's Lads Trips Friday on Fridays on the show tomorrow. We're going to hear all about your boys' trip stories. But Izzy, the Rose Hill Coolmore Classic that you're going to go and watch, the market is open, and I reckon there's a horse on the quick backup that I want to back here, and it's not hinged, who would be a, a nice shot. I loved Lighthouse last week, J-Mac on, and it chased hard for second. Kieran Ma, David Eustace on the quick backup at five fifty-two dollars ten. Jason Collard up from Barrier Five. Lighthouse is my top yeah. selection. Yes, you like it, Lighthouse. I, I tipped Lighthouse last week. Um, obviously got pipped by I can't remember who won that race. Do you remember? No, it just just came second. Ah, uh, God. You have to you have to you have to, you have to ask what other... mate about Espiona in the in the same race is he? Yeah, you know so. I know that's that's probably the um, that's jumping right baby ne- winks right next to it too. Yeah, man. So is it baby winks, Louis? Is it? Um... Oh, I've kind of been put off Espiona a little bit. It's only because it really cost me a multi last uh, last weekend. Like, yeah, I was devastated. Look, it, it doesn't <laughs> look. It's not. It probably got declared too early. You know, definitely got declared too early um, as the next great thing in racing. 
but it's definitely, it just needs a bit of time. That's what I say. It just needs mm. a little bit of time. Uh, no, Espiona, so Espiona is, so it's been scratched out of the Farlap stakes, so it definitely is taking its place in the Cornwall Classic. I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised to see Espiona come out and win. She has got a bit of freak about her. Um, there's some really, really good racing on this card, man. Uh, why did he fools? Another go racing, because uh, obviously he had tissues with go mm. racing. Another go racing runner, the Savabeel over there. It loves it in the wet. Um, barrier four, Brett Preble up, fourteen bucks, two dollars fifty. Taking on the short priced Ellsberg in race number four at Rosehill. Another Kiwi connection over there, and and down in Flemington, the biggest Kiwi connection racing in Australia this weekend. And this is so cool. And I want to try track down Kenny Kelso tomorrow. It's Levante taking on the world's best sprinters in the in the uh, Newmarket Handicap down the Flemington Strait. Can you believe this? How cool is this? Levante, Ken and Bev Kelso, it's paying $18 and $5. Let's not pretend like this isn't the world's biggest assignment for this horse. This is a huge, huge task, but it's so cool to see a Kiwi sprinter lining up against the world's best sprinters in the Newmarket Handicap. Beautiful, beautiful, Louis. I was just having a wee look. Forbidden love, forbidden love ruined lighthouse last start. So, yeah, I like lighthouse, mate. It's going to be nice. Looking forward to that weekend racing here and at Flemington as well. Rose Hill, looking good, mate. Beautiful. Yeah, fifty so. kilos though. Fifty kilos. The the second favourite in that race. I'd be a little bit query, a um, little bit weary in the group one um, with Lighthouse. Oh, mate, the Levante, the Levante um, get. No, I reckon you just have a little dabble on that. You never know. I know, I know, I know. There's some really good horses in there, but he might just be a freak that loves to travel and, and sees the bright lights a bit like Izzy will on Friday night and and get the dancing <laughs> shoes on and whack out some BGs. You know what I mean? It just might be might be on fire. Oh, yeah. Home Affairs, Mass Crusader. <laughs> well, so this there's is, some hate. Quantico. The interesting thing here was they <laughs> opened Home Affairs at about three dollars and lost in running at about five dollars. They're now $3.60, and Lost in Running's a Pur and Canto. Sammy Williams at Little Avondale Stud, who also has Rockin' Horse in the race. So there's so many Kiwi connections in the uh, uh, new market, which is so cool because it is the best printer. Izzy, can you dance? Are you a good dancer? A uh, horrible dancer. Horrible <laughs> he's dancer. From, he's from Christchurch, hey, when mate. You, when, you, when you got a couple... Oh, I'm, from, I'm, I'm from Hawke's Bay, bro. I've got a better flavour in me. Come on, let's go. Uh, look, get a couple of quiets in me. I've got a little bit of a, you know, shoulder... You know, the shoulder tap? Kind of like... Oh. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> and then you just, you know, you get real... Mm. You know, just... Yeah. Mm. That's a bit That's a bit of me, mate. That's a bit of me. But I won't be bringing it out, mate. I'm going to be all professional. I'm working. I'm networking on Saturday, mate. Got to talk to Chrissy Waller. Got to get me a dollar. Now I can understand why... <laughs> Uh, J Mac's not on a tissue because he's riding home affairs at Flemington because he he actually rode a tissue in its last start. Look, I'm not going to talk about a tissue. Um, I'm going to do the opposite. We're going to go over, <laughs> watch a tissue race, <laughs> and, and support it from the sides and, and hope for the best. That's what I'm going to do. I'm really, really looking for a good update, Louis. Great update, mate. Thanks for that. Oh, get me so excited. But anyway, we've got another three and a half hours to go, Excuse so we better me? stay on task. Yeah. Big show today. Big show. We're going straight to 10 o'clock. How good. That was your loveracing.nz update. Your home for all th- for thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, and more. Coming up.
Quizzy Dag, take me on, Louis. Who wants some of this? Call now, 0800-150-811. And Kempi. Phone a friend. Be your phone a friend. He'll be your phone a friend. <laughs> friend, okay? Call now, your chance to win $50, courtesy of the team at the TAB. Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, yeah, that's a do. <laughs> a little repeat there. Now I'm going to move on. Kempi's up and about in the studio. He reckons he's going to bring some harmonies to the new Quizzy Dag remix that yeah, we were meant to do this week, but we got sidetracked. <laughs> we'll get that shortly. We'll get into it. Uh, anyway, it's time to rip into it. We're going to go to John in Christchurch. Morning, John. Morning, no honey. Oh. I'm good, Johnny brother. I'm very, very oh, good. You gotta phone a friend. Kempi's Kempi's yeah. on your side. Just just yeah. when he when he says his clue, his cryptic clue, just Yeah. <laughs> Don't think too much. It's pretty simple, I reckon. When, when he gives you something, okay? Just think yeah. Nice real. Here we go. We'll rip into it. Who scored the fastest ever Champions League hat trick yesterday, only taking him eleven minutes? No, uh, come come straight, come straight to the king. Okay, well, Jess, this is mate. It's a great movie. He got he got the name. Sounds like the Big Lebowski. Oh, that was close. Now, close, but no cigar. Sorry, Johnny. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Brenton in Auckland. <coughs> Morning, Brenton. Hey, brother. Eh, good, mate. Good. Very, very good. Up and about today. Question. Who scored the fastest ever Champions League hat-trick yesterday? Only taking him 11 minutes. Oh, I don't need... What, what was um, things clue again? <laughs> he got a great movie with the same sort of similar name, The Big Lebowski. We'll give you his first name, Robert. Robert. Robert Lewandowski? <laughs> Lewandowski, sorry. Plays for... Um, oh, I so close. <laughs> what do you reckon, Louis? Lewandowski what do you reckon, Louis? Yeah, I'll play on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, go oh, on, buddy. You got <laughs> Lewandowski. Well done. Well done. Oh, yeah. Question number two. Who did the West Indies beat in the Cricket World Cup ball over yesterday? Grow the Windies. Uh, that would be oh, England. Four. They did. How good. Yeah, it makes that, that first defeat for the white fans. It's a little bit better. Yeah. Not that much, but a little bit. Here we go. Question number three. How many athletes will go to the World Athletic Indoor Championships for New Zealand? Tough question. Yeah, five, four. <laughs> My favourite number. My favourite number. <laughs> five, four, Six. three, oh, two. Yeah. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Show someone's listening. Hey, <laughs> Sharp, Here we go. 
<laughs> no more clues, okay? No more phone offense. Okay. Question number four. Which MLB team has appointed professional baseball's first black female coach? Five, four, oh, three, hey. two, uh, Yankees, one. Yankees. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's not the Yankees. Sorry, Mate, I'm not even allowed that facial here. That, <laughs> that little countdown, eh, just puts a little bit of pressure on you. It does, mate. Nice, mate. Yeah, Thank even you. I'm getting nervous. Tim, <laughs> Tim from Christchurch. How are you, boys? Uh, Timmy, oh, you can't win another one. You are, you're on a heater. Here we go. Question number four. <laughs> Which MLB team has appointed professional baseball's first black female coach? The Red Sox. Yes, yes. Now, you've got no phone a friend. I've made that decision, okay? Sorry, bud. <laughs> question number five. I've got a great... I'll, I'll tell you, though, I've no. got a really good one for this one. <laughs> we'll hear it afterwards. Kempe. <laughs> you, Kempe. Peter, question number five. Peter Bellis r- represented New Zealand in which sport? Five. Uh, bowls, four, isn't it? Three. Oh. Too easy. Oh. It. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me, mate, I'm at, to me, to I'm at me, home to in me. isolation with What's a family your... full of COVID, mate. So I'm just sitting here reading oh. the news all day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, mate. So what's your, what's your like? How do you plan the quizzy dag? Are you like waiting to a minute before you <laughs> ring, or, or you know, like because you're constantly no, no, winning no. this thing. I, I'm going to have to start talking to Karen. <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. Like, um, I, I feel like I ring ring in pretty quickly every morning. Um, I don't wait or anything yeah. like that. And uh, yeah. I, sometimes I get through, sometimes I don't. But... Beautiful. Well, whatever you're doing, mate, it's working. Just give me some of that luck, okay? Not the COVID, just yeah, a little bit of your luck. Uh, that'll be good, mate. Take care. Hope your family's safe and, and not too not too sick, mate. Appreciate it. Timmy, that was our quizzy dag. Yee-hee. How good. Love giving away a little fifty dollar TAB bonus bet. What was your what was your clue? Yeah, well, you know, cause they roll the R's down in down in the south too. I, I my clue was Izzy's got big <laughs> Oh <laughs> Kippy. Come on, man. <laughs> I thought it was quite good. I thought it was quite, I thought it was quite, quite a good phone a friend. Man, oh. man. Kempy, man. Favourite number six. That was that was sharp work. That was good. That was, that good. was sharp. Yeah, I was yeah. like, when did you say that? When did you say that? I have a Christmas when you were sunning, sunning in Barbados. Oh. <laughs> and, me and, and me and Louie were, were eating like our second servings of rotten chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were living <laughs> off Christmas ham until like February. All right, seven minutes away ben from... Ben is good listening. Seven minutes away from seven. Stand off. Stand off. Seven minutes away from seven. Big league hour up after 9 a.m. this morning as well. Maddie Johns. Oh, I am excited for that one. Baznizzi for breakfast. We'll be back shortly and then after seven. Well, we're going to catch up with him. <laughs> Alan Sherrick. He's off the boat, he's out of the water, and he's on the show. Imagine that. Test at home with results in 15 minutes with HealGen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Baz is over in Australia and he's heading off to the IPL on Friday. And we'll keep up to date with how he's going over. He's coaching the Calcutta Knight Riders and we can't wait to see him ripping and hopefully go one more. But right now you've got Kempe 
up at the studio. You got Louis Herman Watt and myself bringing you all sports updates and news from around the globe and here in our beautiful country, Aotearoa. A few texts on the text machine. Happy start of the NRL day, Kempi. Finally, that is from Mark, so he'll be ready to rip into yeah, man. league hour. League hour at 9 o'clock, Kempi. Looking forward to that. You've dug deep into that book and got Matty Johns and Louis excited. I'm excited. I'm sure all of our listeners are excited. If you've got any questions for Matty Johns or any, any of our guests, next hour is all about horse racing. We've got Al Sherrick. We've tracked him down. He's got off the fishing boat and he's agreed to come on. So if you've got any questions for our guests, make sure you text us on the Tempur Bedpost text machine, double eight double three, and we'll get those to our guests. Got another text message here. Lads, X Royden Burgesson Syndicato, hard to beat. Race nine at Rose Hill Saturday. Agree, Espiona looks tough in Cornwall. Promise of success, great each way value. That is from JD. So yeah, lots and lots of things happening. I've been texting my mate. He's a bit weary. We've got Kathy O'Hara on a tissue. We'll be giving her a little stern chat before then. But right now we're craving a Mick Cafe. Here's Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Have we tracked them down? I'm going to throw it over to you, Kempi, to do the honours for the one and only. The Big Red. That's who we've got, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally jumping off. Mate, he's become, he's, become a, um, he's become a professional fisherman, mate. Every time he comes up to Auckland, Alan, he gets out on the boat with Butch Glover and apparently had a really good day yesterday <laughs> in between his uh, – I think he uses the the time up here at the Karaka Sales as, a, as an opportunity also to have a break and, and, and let the hair down. But had a really good season, get a chance to talk to, I think, um, at the moment, the best – one of the best trainers with the best strike rate in the country. Hey, good morning, Al. How you going? Hello, Kempi. How are you? Is he all right? Yeah, when the fishing's on, I yeah. couldn't answer the phone. Sorry, boys. We were getting them that quick. <laughs> we just had to keep putting them in the jelly bin. Hey, I was, tell, I was oh, telling them, Al, you didn't, drop, you didn't drop your phone in the water. And, um, was it, you know, you, I was telling boys, you still believe that phones work underwater. <laughs> Well, on that trip, Kempi, we, we could have believed in anything, but I, I could have sworn I heard it under the water ringing me during the night. So uh, we have those bad nights, mate. Don't worry about that. Hey, Al, Louis here, mate. Awesome to have you on the show. Um, Kempi's just been saying wonderful, wonderful things. Good to see you out at the Karaka Complex and up here, um, no doubt, about to rip in and, and buy up a storm today. How, how much do you love the culture around the New Zealand bloodstock Karaka sales? Is this a good buzz getting all the horse people together for a pretty cool week, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate. You know, you a bit of camaraderie and watching your colleagues. We're all we're all trying to find that next good horse, Louis. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's it's an interesting time, and I think it's gone quite well under the circumstances. Really, it has. Did you, did you dip into a few there, Al? It's great to have you on the show, mate. And before then, uh, after you've answered that question, I want to give you your right of reply because um, Kempi's been, uh, you know, he's been telling a few stories, so maybe you can share a few stories about Kempi, eh? Don't but, believe, uh, did you have don't a wee fill up at? <laughs> do you have a wee fill up at the cracker sales, mate? Um, well, not I've fill up, you would have gave it all up. away. I've only got one so far, but I've got to sort of try and get six or eight in the next three days, so... I'm actually up looking at the catalogue now and doing a bit of homework. So yeah, we've got a bit of work ahead of us. That's for real. Well, what do you when you head to the sales? You've obviously pre-looked and pre-planned. But if the plan goes out the door and someone swoops you, aka Dave Ellis or someone like that, does the book just go out the door and then you got to reassess and and go on looks and obviously breeding and 
getting a feel while you're there? Yeah, yeah I think we go tight first. You know, you, you look at the horse. As a matter of facts you look for, and, and everyone's different. So I suppose it's like picking a girl, whether you know about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you've, um, you're looking for different things. Been in love for 20 and, years, and we're not mate. all the same. Yeah, we're not all the same, mate. So, uh, yeah, it's just, just something. I think I've got a little gift. I've bought some nice horses. So um, probably passed on by my father and, and people. You're always listening and looking, and, and you got to learn, mate. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been a bit lucky that I've selected some really good horses, you know. Talking about your father, how is old Bob the Ram, Mel? Uh, yeah, that one's home. He's doing his job, Mac. We finally got him home. That was uh, quite a comical trip home from uh, Otaki, <laughs> I would say, yeah, to say the least. Oh, yeah, I, I haven't told the boys that story yet. Hey, um, but, you, but what people don't really um, realise is not only that you're a um, a decent trainer, but you're also a really good anal- got an analytical mind around rugby, uh, especially. Mate, just give us a give give us your thought on the way that Izzy played and what you thought about Izzy when he was an All Black. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, we can I be honest on here, mate. He was, he's an outstanding footballer, just his hair receded pretty quickly through his career, you know, so, uh, probably probably, because probably he was going too quick, Max, to be honest. Yeah. Well, Al, Al, have you seen my lit lately? Have you seen it? It is on fire. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm very Love it. That was it, yeah. Lady, busy, old, um, uh, uh, Marty McKenzie, so, yeah, I've had a few stories oh, about He's you. worse. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Have you seen his lid lately? Yeah, it's coming back. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know, is he? But Marty used to flat with Alan, so um, Alan was getting a lot of bully, mate, about the boys down in (laughs) down in Christchurch from young Marty McKenzie. Hey, Al. So, what's your what's your pick over the next couple of days, Al? What what do you like? What's the? Yeah, I know you've got a full book of buyers at the moment, but what do you? What's the one that's standing out in the book at the moment that you that you hope to own? Yeah, just uh, funnily enough, I just had a look at the videos this morning, and there's a Stefanos horse, a grey colt, that sort of drew me in. So um, I'll be having a real good look at him this morning. Um, yeah, and if he if he does attract me enough, I'll get him vetted out and see if he makes the makes the list. So um, yeah, I got a lot of work ahead of me, Kempi. I was up early, so uh, I'm doing it now. Bloody good if you take the call, Al. And I know some of those Stefanoses have been going well in book one as well, and they are lovely types. We've got Steve Davis on in about uh, forty odd minutes or half an hour, mate. He is—he's a oh wow, he's a one of one, isn't he? Like what he does in the ring, the way he can kind of keep people going as a buyer. When you've got Steve Davis breathing down your neck, eyeballing you, telling you to reach further into your pockets, does it? Does it? What does it do to you? Does he have a bit of a gift compared to other auctioneers, or you're used to it now and you just shrug him off? No, he's outstanding, mate. If you're selling the horse, you want Steve. If you're buying one, you don't want him anywhere near the rostrum. So uh, if he does come on the radar, you can say you've been talking to me and I brought a festal filly. He knocked it down to me. It was the only horse we couldn't ride in my career. And every now and then when he sees me bidding, he says he quite often says, I can't see Festival in the pedigree here, Alan. And uh, that, was, that, that was, we could not ride it. 
Brett Scott was working for me, we all, we just couldn't break it, mate. It was the toughest horse, and it was by Festival. So if you get Steve on, he'll remember it. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> they've all got a, <laughs> they've all got an Alan Sherrick story. Don't worry about that. Hey, <laughs> it'd be remiss of me not to ask about the man that flies around on his uh, his magic carpet at the moment. Um, have you used this twenty percent discount down there at Karaka, your brother Bruce? Brother Bruce, he was out. Uh, he was out on Monday, and I think he's out tomorrow, Matt. But uh, very busy boy. A lot of phone calls to answer and a lot of moaning. So uh, good luck with that, Paul. That's for real. <laughs> Al, Al, quickly before yeah. we let you go, mate. You're a busy man. Stories on Kempi. 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 One thing I figured out. He's a hell of a story, a storyteller. I'll tell you that he tells a good yarn. Surely you've got some bully on uh, on Kimpy. I got well. I got I got one that it didn't cure him. I thought it would have when we were. I think him and Bruce were sixteen and I was eighteen, and uh, we were going to head into town for the night. And we thought we'd have a bet on a horse called Steely Dan. I told the boys it could not get beaten. We put a thousand to win on it in those days. It got beaten, and I've never seen two sixteen-year-olds rolling around on the floor. They didn't go anywhere that night because that was their allowance gone. Is it completely gone? Steely Dan. That was a lot of years ago, brother. Yeah. Cured me. Cured me. My first bet. My first bet with the Fartman with my father, Alan Sherrick. <laughs> I, just so that you know, I was on the dole. <laughs> I was out of school on the dole. The works had finished. I'd, I'd done my season down the works, my first season down the works, and I was, you know, you get off, you get out, you're on the dole. So I had $134 coming into me wallet every week. I didn't have 500 bucks in the bank because we went $1,000. It was 500 bucks, me and Bruce. And Alan said, Steely Dan, don't get, don't get beat. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'll count, we'll count the dollars. <laughs> That's three hundred. That's three hundred bucks. We go out the night, bull. <laughs> I didn't even watch. I didn't even see the end of the race. I was lying on the floor looking at the roof, going, "Where the hell am I going to get five hundred bucks from?" <laughs> and I remember turning around. Day. I remember turning around and looking at Alan, and he's leaning. They used to have this breakfast bar, and he's just leaning on it, looking at me, laughing, just giggling. <laughs> Sadistic. <laughs> Hey, he's not the one pulling the trigger. He's just giving you a little suggestion, a little tip, and that's what we're doing on here, and I've been getting ripped out on the text line, so it's great to have Louis back actually tipping some winners. Mate, you had a good day yesterday, though, beyond the second ideal taking the the win? Yeah, and probably a bit stiff for the other filly. I think she was feeling the shins a wee bit, but she came from last to run second, Mm. so the others have a bill filly. So pretty good day. Mr Chittick was happy, happy with his sales and happy that I got a winner for him, so... Yeah, long may it continue. Awesome yeah. stuff, Al. Good luck out there today, and go get yourself one of those wood fried pizzas from Waikato Stud to celebrate. And um, all four, and we'll 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 catch up with you all soon. <laughs> thanks for taking right. the thanks for taking the call, mate. Right, boys. Cheers, Al. Bye, oh, that's funny, Kimpy. <laughs> one rack for your first ever bet. Oh man, that's mm. sickening. Yeah, mate. No, he's um. Ah, he's a he's a champion, Alan. He's he he's Tuturu Taranaki, man, from Waitere. He does the same like mate, you go to his place, all right, he knows you're coming, you're having roast for tea. All right. So he goes and get he goes and pulls a, a mutton out of the freezer and does these roast potatoes. He's been doing them since we were kids. Absolutely perfect. So you know you're getting a roast when you get down there. And when you finish the roast, guess what you're having for dessert? Ice cream and jelly. And it's like oh, that. Yes. It's been like that since we were kids, mate. So, yeah, he's nearly 60. 
<laughs> and, and he just looks at you when you're finishing your, your, your roast and he goes, ice cream and jelly boy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. <laughs> so, you know, what you see with Alan Sherrick, you just, you know what you're getting and um, he's right about the stories. Everyone's got an Alan Sherrick story. No matter who you talk to in the racing game, they've all got an Alan Sherrick story. You're looking sharp for 58, Kempe. Oh, mate, yeah, he's um, big red, you know, he's, he's, don't worry about Alan Shurik. He's probably the quickest bloke. He's the wittiest bloke. Big, and, and you'd see them too, mate. You know, so he's got he's got shorts on. You see his legs. Don't worry about that. But um, I notice nobody nobody threw any Casper chat around. I mean, once Al was on the line, everyone kind of went. <laughs> see, see what you guys wow. what you guys Queen. don't realise is I got to go and deal with them, mate. So I ain't throwing anything around there. You just never win it. I'll never win that. One. Do you know what? I this, got a bit nervous. This, well, there's not too many people nervous, that. Sorry. Oh, sorry, as you go, mate. No, 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 you go. I was just going to say, I got a bit nervous when he brought up Marty McKenzie because I used to hang out with him all the time and <laughs> he would have known all of my dirt. So I was like, ooh, uh, what am I going to say? I don't want to get into him. <laughs> oh, don't worry. And Alan would know everything too, is he? So, you know, he would have. He he, he is very good at taking you to the wall. So, um, but on that occasion, he's just let a little bit out of the bag. So, you know, next time you talk to him, is he? He'll probably tell you a few stories. Oh no, we'll leave those in the bag. Yeah, leave them in the bag. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a couple of things here. Kempi, first of all, you're not you're not afraid of many men. I've noticed, um, but there was definitely a little bit of. A little bit of, uh, oh, it's more respects to the great, the manner that Alan Sharrick carries. And then the other thing is we can cook a roast. He might be able to take Joe under his wing, take him out to the sales, tell him what he looks for when he's looking for a horse. Maybe Joe can translate that into his love life. And then he can teach him how to cut an onion. i tell you what, Joe would go down there, Jane, and come back Tarzan. True story. Oh, if, he sp- if he spent a month with Alan Sherrick, he would walk in ju- as Jane and come back, come back here as Tarzan. Should we send him for a placement on the farm? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should we send Joe for an a, a apprenticeship on the farm and see um, what? Mate, he'd, he'd, he'd be a jump jockey. He'd be, what, 58 kilos ringing wet, Joe? <laughs> He'd ride, he'd ride jumps. He'd, and Alan's a, Alan's a really, really good um, jumps trainer too, so he can go and ride the hacks down there in the winter and toughen himself up, old Joe. Tarzan. That's your new nickname, mate. Tarzan. When am I running it straight at you, Kempe? When you're yeah. Tarzan, not Jane. Yeah. Go to see Alan for a month, then come back, and then we'll we'll get into the rat trap and we'll see what happens. Uh, double eight, double three, Alan Sherrick, what a great man. Have you had any winners off Al throughout the years? You were involved with Kawi, who or Kowie, and um Kowie, yep. hell of a horse. Uh, he's pre- hell of a horse, yeah. He's produced some absolute winners. He talks about uh, Mr. Chittick there. Well, I do that was a great. That was a great day when I do one for Mark Chittick, um just after he lost his wife. You know, it yep. was a fairy tale that that one. Um, and most of the, you know, the good thing about the boys is that it, it didn't matter whether we owned the horse or not, but we felt like we were owners of all Alan's group winners because we were there at the races with him. Yeah, you know, and the book and the and the you know you know the story. There's only one Alan Shark. You know, that's where <laughs> that 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 well, there's only one. You know, it's not a. Um, boys get paid, or there's only one. That original chart came down in the Hawks Bay when, when we walked out of a out of a the back of a <laughs> out of the back of a maggot at a at a camper van, and the chart came out. Of the boys and Alan had such a good day there. There's only one Alan Shark. So, 
Um, mate, he's had some really good winners. He's got, he's, and he's, he'll have plenty more too. Absolutely, Kempe. Great stuff. Awesome to catch up with Al Sharrick here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. If you've missed it, you're just tuning in now, go over listen to our podcast channels and you will hear that. I had a five-leg multi on the horses yesterday. Four of them came in and the one that didn't, the bloody jockey fell off the horse. I laughed and cried at the same time. Ian, you are us all. That was very sad, sacred oath, hitting the barriers there. Up after this, we're going to come back. Actually, I might pick I might pick Izzy's brain about Super Rugby Old Picky because we're not far away from getting underway. Super Rugby's got a lot of adversity to work through. But um, International Women's Day this week, Super Rugby Old Picky something we've been looking forward to for a long time. We might just have a bit of a chat about that and Super Rugby in general. After this, we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. SCNZ, 25 minutes past 7am here on the 10th of March. Kempe, Izzy and Louis, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. The skips over there at the IPL. And tonight, well, we've been waiting a long time and it's been a long time in the making. The women's, rug, women's rugby in New Zealand has well, gone strength to strength. Playing numbers are high. Participation's great and the level keeps getting better and better and it only will continue to do so once Super Rugby Old Picky is off the ground. Trying circumstances in 2022. Let's not dodge the elephant in the room. COVID has thrown a massive spanner in the works here, is he? But tonight it'll be quite an emotional time and it'll be a monumentous occasion as the Chiefs Manawa play the Matutu. Yeah, mate, it's a huge, mate, uh, huge night of, of women's rugby and... Um Look, I'm, I'm I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it because right now women's rugby is flying. Um, here we know the participation numbers are right up. C- girls are getting motivated. They're getting genuinely interested in sport because right now there is a genuine pathway, and this is another inclusion to actually make it a genuine opportunity and option for these kids and girls to to make it at a professional level and in, in rugby in New Zealand. Uh, and this just really adds to it. It started with the Black Ferns. Um, Many years ago when they won a handful of World Cups and that was Afara Palmer. She was obviously my top three women's athletes of all time. Them paving the way. And then we now see our Black Fern Sevens team winning gold and silvers over on the world stage. And then um, obviously this is the Farah Palmer, seeing that grow from strength to strength and Waikato getting their first win uh, over Canterbury um, in, in the last Farah uh, Palmer Cup. And then this is just another inclusion. And... Um, Look, I'm excited, and like you said, there's been some challenges. Hurricanes Power have um, had to had to uh, you know, forfeit their match or postpone their match against the Blues because of uh, COVID restrictions, and and it's only the start uh, of what's going on there. So, we've only got one game tonight, seven o'clock, FMG Stadium, Waikato. You spoke about Chiefs Manawa versus the Matatu, the South Island side. Um, they played on the weekend. I don't know if you've seen that one. They played on the weekend actually, and uh, the Chiefs Manawa had a stacked side. Absolutely stacked side there. Stacey Flula, um, she was in the midfield. Uh, they they got Portia Woodman, Woodman on the outside. Liz Alder, uh, they've, got, they've got quality players. Ruby Tui, seven specialists. She's playing on the wing. Um, so they've got some quality throughout the the, uh, the entire side. Stacey Flula is not playing. Chelsea Semple has been 
who was Chelsea Alley. Um, she's been on our show a few times. She's getting back from injury. She's out. So they've got a few players out, but um, Chiefs Mano are going into this competition as as competition favourites and well-deserved well as well. They got stacked. But they're placing a side from Matatu that have got some quality players in as well. You've got a young girl on the wing. I've been very impressed with her, Grace Steinmetz. Um, she's uh, quality. She's uh, very quick, very fast. You've got Liv McGovern. She's at 12. She's got a great kick on her. She's tactically very sound, defensively sharp. And then you got Martha Mataeli. If you don't know Martha Mataeli, you got um, Manasa Mataeli. He used to play for the Chiefs. He's playing in, in the force at the moment. That's his wife, uh, Martha Mataeli, on, on the wing. She's good, man. She's got that that Pacific Island flair. She wears uh, she wears headgear. And she doesn't shy away from the contact too. She actually she got a bit of an aggressive kind of uh, mindset when she's out there playing. Um, you got Lana Bremner. She's the captain. She's an inspirational captain for them. Uh, their biggest loss is Kendra Coxie. She's been uh, left out because of the COVID situations as well, so she's not in there. Um, but expect fireworks tonight. Um, a side like Matatu that probably don't have as much star power as Manawa, but will go down there and just grind it out like all South Island teams um, tend to do. So, mate, I'm, I'm really excited for tonight. It's history-making. It's been a long time coming. Obviously, the competition has been shrunk. It was, it's been condensed into one or t- into two weeks when they're going to play back-to-back matches. Um, but at least we got something on the table. You excited, Kempi? Yeah, mate. I look. I, I watch. Uh, loved watching Porsche Woodman take off down that left left-hand side last week when she got that intercept mm. and burn. You know, show some mate, still some speed for um, one of our girls that's been there and and been doing the job for such a long time. Uh, of course, you know I can't not talk about the young Blythe girl from Taranaki. Um, Michaela Blyder played with her father Steve in, uh, in first 15 at Waitara High School, he was our halfback um, decent young player and Sherry Blyder of course she played for the, the Ferns back in the day as well so um, to put a prodigy out like Michaela I watched her when she first played down in Taranaki and she came on and as a the jersey was way too big for her but she had speed mate, you know <laughs> She's and, so good, and she came and, and she came on the back of um uh, Charlie McAllister's daughter too, you know, like you know, you had um, Luke and Kayla um, from Taranaki that were burning, burning the the the, the uh, torch for us down in Taranaki and the and the All Blacks and the Sevens at the time. So, mate, love it, love it to see that the the girls are getting recognised through the rugby, and of course we've got the NRL um, women playing in the um, that six team competition at the moment. I think they're week three at the moment. All our Kiwi girls have gone over there. They've filled the teams um, through the NRL and through the Broncos, Titans, the Dragons, the Knights. Got my cousin actually plays up there for the Knights at the moment. So, um, it's it's really interesting time for women. Uh, overball sport yep. and especially now that they're getting paid so we'll see those pathways flourish we will Kempi we will double eight double yeah. three oh eight hundred one you heard Izzy and Kempi there speak um, do you have a team you're going to follow where, where does this sit for you as an important competition you Mata want to two. watch and support yeah yeah Mata two. let's go let's go I'm with you Izzy is there a team you want to support and, and where does this sit is something you want to prioritise and really get behind over the next wee while because for me it's something I want to uh, pump up and, and let's fly the flag because it's only going to be here for a short period of time in its first edition so let's make the most of it. It's 28 and a half away from 8 o'clock. Here is Emma with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, 
SCNZ, we're 26 away from 8 o'clock this morning. A power superstar, yeah, you're right, Emma. Absolutely outstanding over the weekend in the Greyhounds. We've got our Greyhound New Zealand charity run coming up this morning as well. Stick with us for that. We will tip one out, and I reckon we're, we're going to be on the money this week, just <laughs> quietly. I reckon we're going to be on the money. Uh, a bit of live sports update, lads. The West Indies are 119, soon to be 123 for three against England in their test match. They trail by 188. The Poms were absolutely up Expletive Creek when Johnny Bearstow put together 140, 140 of their 311 runs to Johnny Bearstow. Ben Folks, a good partnership there as well with Ben Stokes and Chris Wokes. Gee, that's, that's quite funny. Stokes, Folks, Wokes and Johnny Bearstow in the middle uh, holding it all <laughs> together. Sticking with cricket, the English woman weren't so lucky. They fell to a defeat to the West Indies woman who are going great guns. Someone made the point earlier, it might have been you, Izzy, it might make that loss from the White Ferns to the West Indies look a little bit better, but it doesn't change the fact that on SCNZ today you'll hear live commentary of the game against India and Really, this is must-win for the White Ferns. They really need to get one over India, which they've been doing in their series to lead up to this tournament if they want to solidify their spot into the semi-finals. And Tiger Woods, well, he's won 15 majors, so this isn't going to be a shock to anyone, but he's about to be inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. So there you go. Oh, Just wow, t- is he? J- <laughs> <laughs> thought he would have been in there ages ago. <laughs> I thought that was a funny story as well. Imagine Tiger Woods not being in the Hall of Fame. That'd be like, I don't know, Richie McCaw not being in the Rugby Hall of Fame. I mean, that's insane. Mm, it is, mate. It is. I would love to go. I would have loved to have witnessed Tiger Woods in his, in his prime, in his ultimate prime, playing the courses at Augusta. Playing the Players' Championship, we know that's coming up very, very shortly. I would have loved to have seen. I know you're not a bit of a golf fan, uh, Kempi, but you surely got to be a fan of greatness. Oh, lots would Tiger have witnessed Woods. that greatness of Tiger Woods um, back yeah. in the day, but uh, you know, like no, I'd, look, he's um, he is a an absolute superstar, isn't he? He's an absolute superstar, and you know, you know, putting him in the Richie McCall books, yeah, Richie McCall. Hall of Famer in rugby. I think we're, talk- I think we're talking. Um, Be like Mark Graham not being an immortal. Well, oh wait! Exactly. Exactly. Oh wait! I'm I'm speechless. <laughs> Don't get him started, mate. Don't fire him up. You actually had to look away there. Fire up. <laughs> it might be a question we might ask, have to ask Matty Johns. Like, who's the most, who's the who's the Kiwi that should be in the Immortals? You know, I was just, this is a funny story. I said that I said that about Olsen Filippani. You know, like they who was that said I oh, you know he must have some funny stories about Olsen Filippani. And I said, um, well, imagine being Olsen Filippani walking around Lang Park and he's there's a big statue of Wally Lewis, you know, gold statue of Wally Lewis mm. standing up there. And Olsen's taking photos with it. You know what I mean? It's sort of there's um yeah there's immortals and then there's immortals. 
Yeah. Mm. Fair enough, Kimpy. All right, let's leave it there because I, I feel like I might have just popped the balloon a wee bit there for Kimpy. Is he? We're going to get him up and about. Do you know who will do that? It'll be Steve Davis, and we're going to have to ask him about Fistel. Fistel that Alan Sharrick could not ride. The only horse he's bought that he could never, that no one could ever ride, and Steve Davis was the man that sold it to him. He's coming up after this. We're going to talk Caraca. We're going to talk <laughs> the sales. I can't wait to see his reaction. 22 minutes to eight. Back with Steve Davis, the goat with the gavel after this. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're 17 away from eight. And right now we're going to talk about the Caraca sales and the voice of the Caraca sales. New Zealand bloodstock is where but winning begins. And this man, well, he's got all the one-liners. He takes on the heavy hitters and implores them to reach further into their pockets. And he nearly dropped his gavel for the first time in 30 years. Or did he? Steve Davis has been busy in the ring selling at the New Zealand Bloodstock Yearling Sales and after the completion of book one, he's joined us on the line this morning. G'day Steve. Yeah, good morning boys. Nice to be joining you. I'm bunkered down here in the Omicron capital of New Zealand, Manukau, keeping into my little bubble. <laughs> well, don't let Alan Shuriken. <laughs> mate, it's great to have you on, Steve. Uh, look, let's talk about your calls, mate. Is it all off the top of your head or you go in with a, a pre-plan with your great one-liners? Does it just come out of your, your waha or your, your pre-plan? Uh, yeah, just out of the waha, mate. I mean, if you pre-plan, it doesn't sound so good. No, it just happens, you know. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You insult the people. So, uh, you hope <laughs> you don't insult them too many times, basically. <clears throat> <laughs> when you get stuck into a uh, bitter, are you trying to are you trying to egg them on to... To give you a little bit, a little bit more. What are you trying to do there, mate? Are you, are you expecting, or are you just? Well, love, you're doing everything you can, aren't you? Yeah, well, you are. I mean, you, you, yeah. you're trying to, you know, find a button that you can push to get them to go again. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's also stalling, I suppose, giving the underbitter a time to uh, to come back and have another bit. I suppose it's just, you know, I don't know. Just it's the way I do it, I suppose. Uh, I know a lot of the buyers, having sold at all the sales that I have, so. Uh, you form a relationship with them, and at the end of the day, you know, obviously they're bidding on it, they'd like to buy it. So it's your job to cajole them to keep going until they do. Well, apparently you sold Alan Shirk an absolute stunner in Astle, mate. Tell us that story. Well, I know about that. But I sold him one uh, that was by Festal, and he refuses to ever sit buy another horse off me, you know. <laughs> 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 You should ask him that story. He bought it was by festivals at the two-year-old sale. He couldn't get on it. He couldn't get anybody he, to ride he it. Told anyway. us. He told us about half yeah, an hour he, ago, and he said, ask Steve oh, about, about right. that festival donkey. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time I sell one to him now, I say, mate, it's not by festival. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gold. Hey, hey when, you, when you're at the sales, mate, like obviously you've got a team that are working for you, keeping eyes on the floor. Have you got about three set of eyes on David Ellis, mate, and the heat he brings? Yeah, well, you've got to do that. That's uh, for real because he can often sit back and then come in late and you don't want to miss his bid. Uh, you want to be sure that he, yeah. uh, you know, is there. But, no, look, he's uh, – you get a feeling that he's, you know, on something by the body language, like everybody else. People don't realise that when you're standing on the rostrum looking out at people, people's body language has changed when the horse comes in that they want. They go from being very relaxed to all of a sudden stiffing up, looking around, looking who's there, looking at the horse, etc. So um, they don't realise that we can see that all of a sudden their interest is heightened with that horse coming in. So. Mate, one of those eyes for you over the years has been Butch Castles. Is he doing it this year? 
Uh, no, he hasn't uh, made it uh, this year. It's a, a small. We've only got about 30 or 40 people in the auditorium, so we probably only need about three or four bid spotters. So uh, he and Paul Wilcox uh, are our cameo bid spotters, and we look forward to using them occasionally. But at the moment, there's probably no need. No. And what about what about your own your own purchasing history, Steve? Have you ever ever gone there on, on a day after you've read the books and thought, shit, someone's probably might miss this one. I'm going to have a crack at it. Well, look, you know, back in the early days when I had a bit of land, uh, prior, you know, my first marriage, um, prior to giving it away, uh, look, I'd buy the odd mare, uh, which I probably shouldn't have bought. So, uh, yeah, no, we've we've got out of doing that. So uh, I just get up there and sell them and uh, stay independent and, uh, and watch from afar, so to speak. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So let's talk about the sales, mate. Book one turnover overall is up 24% on last year. That seems a lot. Can you understand why? Is, it, is there a better calibre of horses, or, or what's the reasoning behind that? Oh, look, there's been a general lift in the market uh, in Australasia. It's been, in fact, almost worldwide. Uh, but as a result of that, I mean, last year we got, you know, they got smashed with uh, the COVID situation. People couldn't get here. I mean, again, I mean, we're selling under unusual circumstances. Only the New Zealand-born people or Australians that are married to New Zealanders or someone that's six foot four and over can get into the country for whatever reasons they made that appointment. Um, so, you know, the, you know, I mean, that is ridiculous, isn't it? That if you're married to a New Zealander, you could come back, and yet your, your neighbour who's not couldn't get back to the sales. It's just, uh, but anyway, that's that's another story. But so we were restricted in the number of people that could get here, uh, and we'd put the sales back. So we fell, we fell after um, Melbourne and uh, and the classic sales in Australia. So I think it's been a remarkable result, quite frankly. Um, and in my understanding is we're about a million, million and a half up on the entire sale of last year, and we've still got three days to go. Yeah, that's right, Steve. That's, yeah. that's kind of where you're sitting. I don't, not, not too sure about what the um, uh, what the numbers are and how many have been passed through. You said you do every, you're doing everything you can. Is that really it? You're, you're just can it, can it sometimes be frustrating if you're so close to one to the reserve that whatever the vendor puts it at, and nobody bites on that last one, and you have to put it through. Is that kind of like the thing you get grates you the most? Yeah, that's the one thing as an auctioneer. That is the one thing. I, I, to be honest, I don't care about averages. Uh, it's the clearance rate for me because bottom line is if you're selling, uh, you want to sell everything. You know, you're up there you're representing the vendor. You want to, you know, there's two, two and a half years of uh, expectation in a lot of cases where they've bred the mare, fold it down, got it to that stage, comes down to two minutes. You want to give it your best two minutes and you hope that uh, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, speed dating. You know, you've got the, the buyer happy, you've got the vendor happy. Everybody comes together and everybody's, you know, positive. So that's all we can hope for. But yeah, so it does frustrate you if you pass one. Nothing worse. No. And Steve, you know, you're, you're not going to pass many when DC puts his hand up, let me tell you. But what, how, how um, have the Aussies, uh, you know, sort of over the last few years integrated themselves into the the New Zealand Caracas sales, are we seeing more of those um, top shops in Australia coming over and looking at our best horses? Yeah, well, they have. I mean, you see that with our tried horses. We've had a wonderful run, and as a result of that, because of the the increased spend on racing in, in Australia, the stake money on offer, the Australians, my understanding, the increase, you know, the spend was up this year from Australia, despite the fact uh, that only Australians uh, who were born in New Zealand with New Zealand passports, like Paddy Payne, uh, or those that were married to a New Zealander or actually New Zealand bred that have come home. So we've been restricted, but at least we've got them here and, and they're bought online as well. I mean, people are now conditioned to buying online. I, 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 I hate to think that everything goes online and they don't need auctioneers because, boys, I'll be doing radio. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, Steve, do you get a bit angry when things are passed in? Because are you a bit like a real estate agent? You work on, on commission <laughs> off each horse? Or, or is that, is that uh, kind of... No. I'm getting a bit of a no, that feel. Yeah, yeah, what? I love that. I love that <laughs> word, commission. No, sadly not. No. Sadly not. Come on, surely. I heard you. I heard no. you say, Steve, that you get a hundred cents every time you mention the New Zealand bloodstock air freight or insurance. Yeah, I, well, I said that. Well, they know it's air freight. They came up and gave us a note. They said, "Could you drop that in?" And I said, "It'll cost you a hundred every time I mention it." And um, so, but uh, look, we've got to work together, have a bit of fun. So no, look boys, we just get a daily rate, an exorbitant daily rate. Uh, thankfully, not, to, not not enough to encourage too many people to come into the you know, field of auctioneering. <laughs> oh mate, you're bloody, you're bloody hilarious. I love it. Thanks so much for your time, Steve Davis, uh, the voice of the Caraca Ring down there at Caraca Sales. Appreciate your time on the show, Bears and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks very much, and good luck for the next couple of days. We're expecting what a little thirty percent commission from you. So well done. <laughs> appreciate it there we go steve davis what a what a crack up what a crack. i just had to ask you know, a little bit of tongue in cheek there but you gotta gotta think surely they get it He's trying like to swing, a real estate surely. agent yeah sure you said well you sell my horse for this <laughs> give you a little backhand pocket eh? how's that none <laughs> of that go. none sure. of that it's all above well, but i tell you what as al said there is no one and i've spoken to so many of the the studs and the vendors there's no one they want to sell their horse more than Steve Davis because he just he buys time, yeah. he eggs the buyer on, the bidder on, he just he pushes as he said pushes every little button he can. He reads the body language, he eyeballs. He I saw he was getting into Tony Pike. He said there's a party up there. I know it's a party because I'm not invited. And Pikey's sitting there drinking beers, and he managed to get another I reckon probably twenty thirty k out of Tony <laughs> Pike, where he wasn't going to do it, and he just he kind of engaged him in the perfect way. Brilliant, great to catch up with Steve Davis. He's an absolute <laughs> king of the auctioneer ring. After this, it's Greyhound. New Zealand chari- New Zealand's charity run. We'll do that on Baz and Izzy for breakfast at seven away from eight. It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand charity run. SCNZ, yes, it's the Greyhound New Zealand Racing New Zealand charity run. Doing it all in the name for charity, Child Cancer Foundation, as we always do. Uh, we appreciate what they do for children around Aotearoa, and we love getting in behind them today. I told you, we're, we're getting off the mark here and we're going to go big. Race one. And you know what? If there's one thing I love more than tipping a first starter horse, it's tipping a first starter <laughs> greyhound. Today, Thursday, Cambridge, and at least we'll know early. Race one, 12 p.m., number one, <laughs> Thrilling White. Thrilling Wyatt, Wyatt Crockett, Crocky. Thrilling Wyatt in race number one at Cambridge Raceway today. We're all in here. We're putting our money on it for Greyhound Racing New Zealand and the Child Cancer Foundation. It's got box one. It's trialled up super. It's going to bound to the lead. Good luck catching it. Thrilling Wyatt. Let's go, Izzy. I'm feeling good. Good on you, mate. I love that. We'll know really, really quick. Yeah, we'll know about one seconds into the race, mate. That's how quick we'll know if this horse, uh, this dog is going to win. <laughs> oh, the dogs. The dogs. But hey, we love raising money for Child Cancer Foundation, so hopefully we can get some more money to give back to people in need and our young generation around the country. Thrilling Wyatt, race one at Cambridge. Get up. You good thing. Coming up, we're going to talk to Jace Ryan very, very shortly about the Crusaders be the Chiefs. And then we're going to talk to Tom Abercrombie leading into our league hour. We're only halfway through the show, remember. We're four hours on the air. My first time. Woo!
I need a McCafe. I'm going to go get one coffee right now. Here's him with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Support your immune health with Go Healthy from Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $9.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, yes, yes. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ just after 8 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy with Louie and Kempi up there in the studio. Thank you, Emma. You nailed that one. Well done. Giving us a little update on what's going on in the news around the world and around New Zealand. Thank you very much. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to Tom Abercrombie, our Court Kings catch-up. We love crossing over the ditch and seeing how the breakers get an understanding. They've been... They've been struggling, but the good news is Tom Abercrombie's back. He, uh, he had 12 minutes on the court the other night and uh, just getting a bit of fitness under his belt. So we're going to have a wee chat to him about uh, the breakers, how his body's reacting to that 12-minute stint on the court, and then leading that into following that, we're going to chat about league for our Rugby League Hour. Whew, can't wait to rip into that. Uh, we've got Maddie Johns, the one and only Maddie Johns, who's got some chat. Our next guest has got a lot of chat too, so I'm looking forward to that before I get to him. Morning, guys. We had a horse sale late in book two a couple of years ago. The bidding ring was largely empty, but we hoped to get 50k for him. Bidding stalled at 40k before Steve Davis, the genius, cajoled two bidders on for what seemed an eternity, thrown in lots of stories and jokes. We ended up getting 120k for him, he's the best Australasian thoroughbred auctioneer by links. That is from John. So his ability to wrangle them in. They were hoping to get 50. They stalled at 40. They've doubled that and some and got 120K. That is a wonderful story. Thank you so much for sharing that, John. And uh, that is just the magic, the magician that is Steve Davis. His ability to wrangle them in and just keep talking. Keep telling yarns and stories. He'd be great on radio. I'll tell you that. He's better well, than me. He's um he's done a few good oils with Clado and and the crew. Mm. Um, and he's funny. They got him to Clado got him to call yeah. a, call a race, and he just nailed mm. it. He just nailed it. He just <laughs> got, called a race just off the TV, like at Mooney Valley. He just looked at the field and just <laughs> just it, he's a freak, Kimby. Mate, he can talk. I tell you, what, underwater with a mouthful of marbles, that bloke. He's um, I'm just thinking like Louis Pope. Sent me, showed me that text, and you'll read it out, Izzy. And all I can think about is in a couple of years, I'll have a couple going around, and Steve will be calling those numbers out for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there'll be a couple of phone calls between now and then, let me tell you, and probably a few, uh, a few little. Uh, Really stowed away so that a sling can go his way if he can get us that. that what was that? That looked like a 70% increase on what they wanted. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> a little bit of commission, mate. He loves that word, Steve Davis. Now, we're going to try and get a hold of Jace Ryan. He is the Crusaders forwards, uh, a coach leading into the must, well, uh, a pivotal match this weekend. Uh, Crusaders v. the Chiefs. I've played them plenty. They are a tough, tough uh, opponent to face, and he knows what to expect. So hopefully Jace Ryan uh, is going to make it on the show. I think he's picked up his phone. Yes, he's an absolute champion. He'll never let me down as the one and only Jace Ryan. So here he is. I'm going to do a wee intro. I think he's on there. There's not a fiercer rivalry in Super Rugby. It's intense. It's loud and it hurts. 
trust me, Crusaders versus the Chiefs week is a different kettle of fish. And this weekend's sides clash in Christchurch on Saturday night. It'll be a physical scrap up front first and foremost. And Crusaders assistant coach Jason Ryan is on the line now to fill us in on how they are preparing this week. Good morning, Jace. I know you've got a meeting in a couple of minutes, so we'll rip into it, mate. How's the week been? <laughs> morning, Diggy. No, it's been good, mate. Um, some good energy um, around Rugby Park this week, which is good. It's obviously going to be a yeah. big step up for us and, and a, a real confrontational game, as they, as they always are, which is coming a good time for us, really, I think. Mate, how do you... I've, I've tried to share some light on, on how we were able to approach these these matches in the past, just the rivalry that's been built. Would you say that this is one of the the fiercest rivalries uh, the Crusaders have every year? Um, oh, I, I don't know if you'd, you'd call it the fiercest. I think that'd be a little bit unfair. I think all the rivals have got their own sort of um, mm-hmm. feeling about them in a different way, Daggy, to be fair. But I think this one, if you, if you look at the times in the past, and I guess... Um, you know, there's been real close games and the Chiefs have sort of, you know, potentially got under our skin a little bit a few years ago. So there's a little bit of that history and I think mm. they bring um, mm. a different approach this year again with, with Brody being back in the mix. Um, I think Sam Kane played really well on the weekend too. So, you know, we, we've got yeah. to win those exchanges up front and it'll, it'll be a good one. We're, we're looking forward to it. Hey, Jason, it's Kempe, mate. So what's the theme this week? The theme? <laughs> <laughs> like is it like you're watching real early there have you have you have you got the, gladi- got the gladiator movie playing in the background you got a bit of old nfl footage what what's what's old razor bought the th- what, what's his theme this week to the game oh we, we just we just tapped down on um like sort of um oh, i'm actually not going to tell you i'm going to make something up here <laughs> <laughs> love it we, <laughs> we um we just drill down into a bit of history and uh, a little bit of past past games with ex crusaders and touch on them really <laughs> good on you kid yeah, good chase <laughs> chase oh you're a champ mate you're a bloody champ you don't beat around the bush you're straight to the point man love it hey you got um you got Richie back in the in the fold. How's he been, mate? Yeah. Having old Richie Moe in, in the in the fold. He's obviously Fergus Burke's been going extremely well too with Simon Hickey, but great to have Richie Moe in, in the fold, eh? It is, mate. Like um, you know, Ferg. Is, we've been really wrapped with Ferg. He's been awesome. He's really owned the team, mm. and and you know, Rich played a different role, um, obviously off the bench last week, but you know, just this week yeah. Harry's come in and driven the boys around and really owned the week. Um, you've, you've seen that and, you know, heard his voice a little mm. bit more. And, um, yeah, so as we are, a lot of a lot of the leaders have, have done this week. You've heard their voice a bit more and helping boys out mm. and setting us up for the week. So uh, looking forward to the game. Obviously, it'd be nice to have some crowds and bits and pieces, but, mate, it is what it is. Hey, Jace, mm. I've got a theme for you. How about the graveyard? How about that? Is, that? is that sort of close to what you guys are thinking this week? Are you thinking Mortal Kombat, the graveyard? Yeah, that's 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 boring. That's not really that motivating at all, Kimby. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, who wants to do that? Right. And, and these times you're talking about graveyards. I mean, come on, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, Kimby's Kimby's got great. He's got some good chat, mate. Loving him, loving him on the bloody show. Hey, um. We'll let you go in about one minute because you said seven minutes about six ago. So we'll go one more question. Pablo. Pablo Matera, mate, took a step in the right direction last week, mate. I thought he was outstanding. You must be pretty happy with how he's trajecting. 
Yeah, he did did he did front up um last week and then he's starting to find his rhythm. I think um yeah, it's a little bit same with a lot of the players that are sort of new this year, there's a little bit of hype. Um, you know, RTS, yeah. I mean how much hype's mm. he got? I mean, how much hype have you put into him, Digger? Jesus, leave him alone mm. on the sideline. Let mm. him play. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, he's good, mate. No, I've been very impressed because he no, made no, me eat my hair. I think he's I think he's outstanding, to be honest. And the game yeah. needs it. It's actually really exciting, isn't it, seeing those these new players mm. and Pablo coming from Argentina. It's so good. Mm. It's a different, you know, it's a different way of looking at it, not the same old, same old. So they've all brought their own little unique point of differences, which I think is awesome for the game. But, yeah, Pablo was really good last week, and he sort of held it at starting spot at eight, and um, he's getting his rhythm dagger, I think, overall with the Super Rugby, mm. and it's a lot faster than what he's played um, and the French games and the, mm. the close contacts are over there, uh, contests that are over there. So he's um, he's really fitting in. His family's really settled, and yeah, he's just he's just enjoying Christchurch and the competition. Hey, and, has yeah, his body he's, shape? He's after the game. Hey, has his body shape changed? Because I've noticed he's like kind of slimmed down. Hey, eh? like I've pictured him when he's playing for Argentina, like a big ball of muscle. Has he kind of had to change the way his body's shaped to fit into Super Rugby? Yeah. I think he said he's running at about uh, one or two kilos lighter at the moment, so it probably potentially mm. is. But um, yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah, I might. But still, around the contact area, he's um, oh, he's uh, he's sort of standing there at training a couple of times. I almost need two whistles because um, he loves it. <laughs> one for the boards and one for right. <laughs> I know, mate. Calm them down. The fridge full of emotions. I love your time on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. Thanks very much. I know you're busy, so we'll let you go. Go I back to the graveyard, time. mate. Go back to the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely boring. Okay, good on you. fella. <laughs> oh, see, that's the one thing. One thing that uh, Jason and Razor Ray are very passionate about is... Uh, they don't like to share too much insight. Oh, mate, so I thought I had him. Yeah. I thought I had him. Yeah. Nah, he was never going to give it, he mate. Was you could see oh, he was he thinking was, about it. He and was, he, he was. <laughs> he, he just about gave it up. No, I think what he was about to do was tell a lie without telling you that he told a lie. I think that's the decision in his head was, do I just make something up without telling them I'm making something? I was like, ah, stuff it, I'll, just, I'll be honest. And then he t- said that they're watching old film. That's funny. I thought Kempi was Izzy. I thought Kempi was going to go with well, make another comment two days in a row about fired coaches again. <laughs> that's what I was worried about. <laughs> nah, that's boring. Oh, mate. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the theme. I told you the theme, boys. I told you it's it'll go along the the lines of something like a street fight. They're going to bring something off the ball. It'll be niggle. It'll be um, you know just a little bit of grit. And and that's what it'll be. And and Razor will find some clips of past games and he'll present those to the boys and say, This is what's coming. This is what's coming and, and no matter what clip they put in in front of them, that's only a video. They've got to front up and, and bring the right attitude, right mindset, otherwise they'll get smacked over. And it's just plain and simple when I know Jason didn't say it, but that's what he'll be saying to the lads this week. Ray uh Retalic's coming, Sammy Kane, they don't like you. No one likes you. They, they they think if they bully you, they'll push you over and, and they'll get the job done. So that's what they'll be sharing this week. Izzy, you've spoken about him before, and actually so is Jace when we've talked to, to him about the All Blacks. But Brody Retallick, he is like all-time instigator, niggler. I mean, he's the, the thing is, he's also the best player on the park 99% of the time as well. So he kind of, it's not like yep. he's just a full-time pest. He's actually got a role in the team, and that's to be great. 
how important is he to come like Super Rugby and the Chiefs? Like how crucial of a pin is he in that Chiefs outfit? He's he's their forward pack. Obviously, he's got seven blokes around him, but he is the line out leader, the the line out defender. So on opposition ball, he'll be he'll be calling the shots a bit like a Luke Romano for the Blues at the moment. So he'll be putting their pressure on their on their set piece. He is their midfield ranger. You know, look at their their um, how they're playing now. Their structures, they're playing a lot off ten. They're not actually hitting a lot off nine. You know how most teams hit the pods off nine, and they got the uh, ten out the back. They're actually rolling forward runners, and they're playing a lot off the ten. And and Retellix are playing in the midfield a lot. And when you got Brody in the midfield, he can range. He's obviously a big man, but he can range, he can offload. Uh, so I feel like the way that they're playing, we're getting the best out of Brody Talek. There was questions last year when the All Blacks were playing that, are we seeing the best of Brody? Is he come back from Japan and a little bit smaller? Did Japan ruin our Brody Retellick? Um So, you know, people are seeing that. I feel right now with how the Chiefs are playing and their ability to get Brody into the game, particularly in the tech, is we're seeing the best of Brody Retellick. And he is the Chiefs. Mate, that, that role, that role that um, Jace plays as the Fords coach, is it, how important is that for Razor? Like, you know, do, you, do they break away into their little group? You know, you're talking, of, you're talking forwards here, is he? Um, mm. So, do they yep. break away and they have their conversations? And how much accountability is being put back on Jace to get the the Fords actually doing what what Razor wants? Oh, huge, mate. He's yeah. Oh, you got to understand that that Jace has come from. A club back background. He coached at Sydenham, played at Sydenham down here in Christchurch. Um, didn't really kick on to higher honours, but loved the game and got really into the detail and the nitty gritty bits of, of being a Fords coach. The the Crusaders haven't had a. You probably don't notice that, but they haven't had a mall try. A mall try scored against them in about five years. So they're very very passionate about their defence on the line. That for me determines the heart of a team. How much they're really passionate about. Do they care for this team? Is when you're on your own line and your back's against the wall and then an opposition team's trying to maul try you, going straight through your heart. Your heart is your, is your forward pack, and if they go straight through there, that dents the heart. Um, so his ability to motivate technically, tactically, um, put the, their forwards in the right mindset, uh, right pl- positions when they're on defence, um, is a masterstroke of, of the man. So I've got a lot of time for him, and I think him and Razor, they have a really good connection because Jace is really technical about how the scrum's set up, um, you know, the, the body positions, the line-out malls and things like that, whereas Razor will come in with his master trick, just his mind that doesn't stop thinking about special plays, and he'll bring like a special line-out move that they could potentially run or a special move that they could run off the line-out. So they're kind of interlinked, and they've got a good relationship together. And, um, yeah, I think they're, yeah. Probably the form, the form oh, a, coaches at the moment. Not one-eyed at all, but the form coaches. No, well, it sounds like an insight yeah, into a moment. future all-black coach, doesn't it? You know, like a future all-black coaching mm. staff. You know, so Razor has some success with a with a Jace. I love that. I love that comment. You know what I mean? Like, I was putting a little pressure, bit of pressure on him as an assistant coach when I asked about the thing because you'd never give your theme up. So no. you know, he answered that really, really well, mate. It showed a <laughs> massive amount of maturity that the guy has. But to, to say it tongue in cheek too means that he can yeah. mix it with his players, and that's what you—that's yeah. as an assistant coach what you want to be able to do. You want to be, you know, be able to front up, and you want to be able to have a laugh when when the time gets serious. But you also need to, you know, he switched into that coaching mode straight away when you asked him another question. So, mate, I think that's just an insight into what our future All Black coach looks like. 
Yeah, mate. No, he's he's a champion. That, that's the thing. Like I, I knew Jace from back in the club days, and I'm not gonna lie. I, I you know, I've been out in a couple of social outings, and and Jace. This <laughs> You're pretty Jace social, mate, isn't into, You love you love going <laughs> I'm out. Very social. Oh, 100%. I love it. I'm a social bunny. Anyway, and like he's been there and he's a good mate, really good mate of mine. I, you know, a lot of time, love him, so proud of him. And um, and then he's come into our environment and he puts his his, his um, coaching face on. I'm sitting in this meeting and I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> can I take you serious, Jason? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you really want to say, shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I get him out of the room and I give him a hug and, and whisper in his ear and we have a good old laugh. But nah, very proud of him. And they know what's coming this weekend against the Chiefs. It's um, it's one of the one of the doozies and... He didn't touch on it, but everyone's fierce. But that's hey, Louis, the old we, one. You don't want to. Have we got pick one anyone team, from the Chiefs coming on? Anyone from the Chiefs coming on? Do you know what we don't? But what I was thinking about as we were going through it, um, there's a couple of things we can do tomorrow. I know Brody Retallick's family are staunch Cantabrians. Um, mm. There's uh, Brooke. Chuck Retallick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played a lot of Should club rugby. He, he played a lot of club rugby for Christchurch Club, was it? Um, first five, I think. Uh, Glenmark, mate. Oh, he's ten, and he yeah. is so good. Yeah, he's a, he, he, so good. he actually he actually flipped me over playing touch at Southbrook one year. <laughs> I was a ch- chatty uh, teenager, and he served me up. And then there's Big Logan as well. They're staunch Cantabrians, and I was thinking. Could we do something there about the Retallics and try and get a little bit of infight, infighting going with the Retallic family? <laughs> or we could just get Beaver on and, and get him to wage war with nah. Izzy. We'll get Brooke on. I'll flick him a message now on, on, on the gram and, and we'll get him on for tomorrow because hopefully I've got the club right, otherwose he's going to shoot No, nah, no, nah, it's definitely Glimmark. Definitely Glimmark. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Good Glimmark stuff. 10. All right. So we'll get him on. Louis, I'll flick him a message. We'll get him on tomorrow for a ride or a write a reply eh? and hopefully he'll just rip into it because he listens to the show you hear his comments about when um steve divine yeah. was calling brody Retallick yeah. a grub. <laughs> and he'd come it. on and said i heard steve divine my brother said to me steve called me a grub that's <laughs> well, because you are a grub brody anyway <laughs> that's good to chat to uh jace ryan crusaders assistant coach we'll get brooke Retallick on brother of Brody Retallick tomorrow, I'll flick him a message and, well, he'll be listening so he'll no doubt know the DM's about to come. Coming up, we're going to do our Pacing for Purpose, another bit of an opportunity to raise some money for child cancer. And then following that, we're going to talk to Pauline Moati. We've got a big, big show ahead of us. Stay tuned. Back shortly, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's Harness Racing New Zealand, Pacing for Purpose, Season 2. Basing for Purpose, 27 minutes past 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Kempi, Dagger and me, Louis, here sitting in. All right, well, we've given you a greyhound tip and one thing that we'll know for sure, we'll know fast. It's race one today at about midday. Well, Harness Racing New Zealand, hrnz.co.nz, live the dream, go check out everything there. Well, we're going to know pretty quick again because we're going Thursday. We're going Thursday, which is today. We're going, well, obviously today. And we're going to know tonight. Race six, number two, Romeo Shard. Bit of a question mark about a standing start. Love start. If there's anything I love, oh, it's a question mark man. over a standing start. But there's no question mark about the horse's ability, is he? So don't worry. Face is a decent field. We're going to get some nice enough odds. I'll try to work out exactly what they are. Race six tonight, number two at Cambridge. Romeo Shard again for uh, for 
Child Cancer Foundation. We're pacing for purpose. $6 and $2.20. $6.50 on the nose. 300 back. Let's go. We'll know really quick, won't we? We'll know. At a standing start. A standing start. Man, it's a lolly scramble. But hey, that's all right. Hopefully we can raise some more money because that's what we love to do. Well done, Louis. It's our harness racing paces, repacing for purpose. Romeo Shard, race two, num- uh, race six, number two tonight at Cambridge. Good stuff, mate. We're going to catch up with Paulie Moati. Time for a TAB live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paulie Moati. Yeah, morning, boys. How are we? Morning, morning. Very good, mate. What's happened, Did you take Paul? a wee dent? Did you take a little hiding on Ideal yesterday or what? <laughs> uh... There was a certain. There, to be fair, there was a wee bit of action on a couple of other runners in that race, but the best back was mm. ideal and was mm. the best horse in the that race ideal, and right? won the race. So, um, yeah, yeah, punters, uh, yeah, they got a nice return there. Yeah, I like I liked how you how you threw in Lisa Ladder's horse too, mate. I liked how you tried to throw everyone off ideal there, but you didn't <laughs> throw me off it. I'm telling you that one right now. <laughs> you, you, you make me sound like uh, Crusader's assistant coach. I, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's it look like with the NRL opening up tonight? Um, you know, the, I reckon the, the game of the round, Paulie Manly Penrith. Um, who's starting short? Who's a, who's a what, what's? I guess I guess the question is, what's Tom Trebovich playing for first try score? <laughs> right. Well, before the uh, Nathan Cleary news. Uh, the Seagulls were $2.13 to win that match. After uh, it was announced that he wouldn't be taking part in the first three rounds, they're now into a dollar. They're now favourites. They're $1.83, the Seagulls, and Penrith have drifted out to $1.92. I'm just having a look at that first try scorer book. I can tell you that, uh, where is he? Tommy Turbo is $7.50 Oof. to score the first try tonight. That's where you should be and putting the cancer, cancer Foundation money. And for him to score a try during the match at any time, he's paying a dollar sixty-seven, um, and he has been the best back player in that two-scorer try anytime try scorer book. Tommy T, a dollar sixty-seven. We've also got a bonus back promotion uh, on uh, every NRL match in week one. I just place a pre-match winning team and margin bet. And if your team wins, but you select the incorrect margin, we'll refund your bet up to $50 as a bonus bet. Check out the Punters Lounge for all the T's and C's. And I can tell you, best back selection in that winning team and margin market, the Manly Seagulls to win by 1 to 12, paying $3.30. Mm, that makes sense. I get that. I, I do feel that. Paul, hey, thanks for your time today. TAB.co.nz promotions and playing hundreds of sports markets. But very quickly before you go, yesterday we tipped out a multi. Said that Titled wouldn't win because it just can't break its maiden. Ran second by about a nose. Um, ideal, well, just too good, straight on by Wooshka. And Sacred Oath, did you see that? Hit the barriers. Oh, sorry, hit the, uh, hit uh, the fence. And jockey go, jockey off? Jockey off 150 mm. metres in. It's been backed into a dollar thirty. I mean, that is just like even bookies don't laugh at that. That was that was a very very that was a bad beat. That one, 100 percent. Terrible. All right. Well, thanks for your sympathies, Paul. You sounded so sincere. <laughs> uh, 28 minutes away from nine o'clock. We are going to head off to him with the news for Kubota together here, shaping and building New Zealand. Tom Abercrombie, not far away. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast.
Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are 26 away from 9, having an absolute hoot on Thursday the 10th of March 2022. We're here till 10am this morning. You get a bonus hour of Kempi and Daggy. We're going to talk Rugby League. The Rugby League Hour of Power. We want your calls on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 Your texts on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight, double three, and however you want to interact in the show. A couple of news stories, talking rugby, talking guys that love Fords, and Pablo Matera, well, he might have a new international coach. Michael Checker is tipped to take charge of the Pumas. Yeah, there's a little bit of bully around here via the ESPN rugby team over in Argentina that Checker's appointment could even be announced this week. Wouldn't that be interesting to see the great man back at the top? We spoke to him on the show last year, actually, about the Pumas and the way they were looking to bounce back. He was so generous with his time. He's been doing some analyst work in the studio. He said he was loving that. He might be back at top of the international rugby coaching pile and not too long at all. And this morning, the live sport continues right now. England. They've got another wicket. It's 148 for four against the well, the West Indies, or 148 for four, I should say, with Mark Wood bowling heat at the moment in the Caribbean. And in the Champions League, well, that kicks off all from 9am. PSG and Real Madrid. PSG leads that tyre on aggregate 1-0. Man City leads Sporting Lisbon. 5-0, we've got United and Atletico drawn, tied up at one each. Ajax and Benfica at two apiece. Bayern, don't worry about that. That's all done. 8-2. And Liverpool lead Inter Milan, or bet Inter, sorry, Liverpool lost to Inter Milan yesterday. 1-0 with a red card. The aggregate there, 2-1. So, plenty of live sport going on. And Daggy, the text machine, we always ask for text. Well, this is a, this is a very helpful text here. You've been sent... Brooke Retallick's number by someone. I'm sure we're not going to read it out, but isn't that helpful? That is very helpful from Matty Keane. Matty Keane is part of Keane Builders and he actually um, helped build my house. So thank you there, Matty. You're an absolute champion. He's part of the Glenmark outfit. Four years? <laughs> no, no, Louis. Didn't take them that long. The boys did a great job and I, <clears throat> Matty might be able to comment on this. I actually spent one day on the tools, went and bought a tool belt and everything like that, helped them one day and what did I put up? Never came back. Never came back. It was a good day on the tools. Thanks, lads. Yeah, so we got Brooker's uh, number here on the text machine and I've just been texting uh, Brooke McRitalic on my Instagram and he I said, come on our show to my brother. And he said, you mean Brody? I said, no, nah, you, the best Retallick of them all. And he goes, what do you want me on there for? So <laughs> <laughs> he's, I've, got, I've got the con- conversations going with Brooke Retallick. He's uh, played many games for Glenmark. He's down here in Crosshey. He plays 10. We'll get a bit of, bit of grub out of him on Brody Retallick. Um, can't wait. Yeah, be good to have a old chat to him. He's an absolute champion. And uh, imagine if you'd messaged him, meaning it was Brody, and you thought that that. And I love that. That's where his head went straight away. You mean Brody? No, I'm the the wrong retellant. Yeah. I think I think that that mm. would have been a blowout of all proportions. It would have. It would have. Have you? You would have. Had, had, had something like that happen to you when you've meant to text someone, oh. but you've got someone else's Mate, worse. Mind, um, worse. Yeah, thoughts in your head. Well, tell us, tell us. I got, tell us I, I've, I've had times where I've got wrong people on the radio and only realised they were the wrong people when they were on air. <laughs> Once, actually, actually, here's a story, and they don't even know about it, either of them. I think his name's Corey Kennett. He might be, I don't know if he's still the CEO of Hotta Whenua, uh Carpety Rugby. 
And once mm-hmm. back in the day, I was trying to get Corey Flynn on to talk yeah. <laughs> Super Rugby. <laughs> and I don't know how I did it. But we, <laughs> we dialed the number and um, Corey Kennett's name came up. And then I like realised, but he'd already answered the phone. He just was straight on it. And oh, I'd wow. actually set the interview up with him, and he just said, "Yeah, he'd do it." He must have been like, "Why, why would I be talking Super Rugby?" And I just, I think I just put him through to Dan McCarty, and we just talked Hot Fenwood Carpenter Rugby like. Oh, the, no. and, and that's I don't think we've ever told that story before, but <laughs> it's, that's the one I can remember. I swear I've done it a couple of times, and and it's awkward when you get them on the radio, and it doesn't happen too often. There you go. The Kitchen Boys are probably loving that. They're thinking, "You got you ripped me out whenever I make the smallest mistake," and there you go. I've just given myself up. So we'll move on. Top. Abercrombie for Court Kings isn't far away. Your Baz <laughs> for breakfast. We'll be back talking hoops with Tommy Abercrombie. Back with Kempi Daggy and myself right now. It's time to talk some hoops, Kempi. Yeah, and I'll go. Good Court Kings design, building a store, basketball heaven, and thanks to them we're catching up with our good mate Tom Abercrombie this morning, who this week after a long and probably at times frustrating injury layoff got back on the court for the breakers. How, how are you doing, Tom, and how did that feel for you? Yeah, morning, fellas. Um, yeah, obviously fantastic to get back out in the court. Not the um, not the kind of result I wanted to to come back and um, be part of, but uh, yeah, nice just to be back out with the boys and running around again, and um, yeah, getting all those those feelings from being back on the court was fantastic. Mate, tough tough coming back from injury. That's one thing, but. Even tougher sitting there when you're injured and your team isn't going um, that well and a, and a player of your calibre sitting there knowing that you can do a lot better. What 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 is happening? What do, you, what do you see needs to change and what does the future look like for the breakers? Um, yeah, look, it's, it's a difficult time at the moment. Um, uh, coming back and, and sort of playing and being part of that again, you can, you can tell just the... The guy's just lacking a bit of confidence right now, and it's tough to get anything going out there. We, um, we, yeah, like confidence, are obviously a a tricky thing to to find in sport, and hard to hold on to on to sometimes. And um, you know, we we just we lost it in that second half of that game. Once they went on a little run, we weren't able to respond. Um, you know, I think in the previous two games we had done a lot of things, and you know, we're down. Mm. A couple of a couple more starters, so um, we've obviously had a, a few things that haven't gone our way this year, and um, you know, ultimately in that second half, it just looked like um, that confidence had gone, and we need to find that that fun again, find that fun and playing, which is hard to do in an empty gym in Hobart sometimes. But um, you know, we need to find <laughs> the, the fun out there and enjoy ourselves out in the court. Yeah, what's what's Dan Shamir and, and even your CEO Matt Walsh? What what are the messages from them made? Are they um how are they trying to keep the energy and the vibes up, knowing that it has been a struggle and you guys are the first to admit it, and and it's not easy being away in a, in, a, in an environment in COVID days. But what are they? How are they approaching this? Um, yeah, look, I think it's, it's kind of the same in any sport, isn't it? You you have to mm. you try and learn from your losses as much as you can, and um, yeah, the reality of, of this thing is that you move on to the next one pretty quickly and we have another two games this weekend. So it's about, um, I guess, trying to make those adjustments and be a little bit better, make sure that, you know, no matter what's happening out there, you can you can bring it in those effort areas, you can bring it defensively, um, and that gives you a chance to sort of win 
no matter what. And then hopefully, you know, we can get some momentum and some confidence and get some guys back out there this week and um, try and develop a little bit of chemistry and things again and and, and have some fun out there on the basketball court. But, um, you know, we play, play Adelaide, uh, which is a, a fun game for us, in Adelaide on, on Saturday, and then we backed it up against Perth. Mm down in Hobart on Monday so you know a chance to get back on it and um, try and right some wrongs out there Hey Tom have a listen to this uh, from Jason Caddy uh, after your last match just quickly, if no one does, I, I don't know if I'll do the next press conference when we play them, but I just want to give a shout-out to New Zealand Breakers. Um, JD said it. What they're doing right now would be so hard, away from home, families, playing in an arena with no crowd, home crowd. Um, uh, if it means anything to them, like, I just have so much respect for that whole club and what they're doing the last two years. It hasn't just been for one season. It's been for two years. And, um, yeah, whenever I think we're going through a hard time getting stuck on the road earlier in the year and stuff, I just think about those blokes and what they're doing being away from their family. So just a shout-out to everyone from them. Um, yeah, so much appreciation and so much respect for how they've gone about it and what they're doing. You guys talk a lot about that, Tom, being away from home and how hard it is to get yourselves up every week. Um, look, it, it's, it's probably not something that we talk about that much now, and I, I think it's... Uh, yeah, something that's a little bit unspoken, but um, obviously is, is difficult and different for, for guys in different ways. Um, you know, some guys have got partners and families here. Other guys, like myself, you know, I haven't seen my three kids since the start of November last year. So, um, you know, there's a lot of guys in different situations over here and struggling for different reasons. So, um, you know, ultimately it's, yeah, it's it's nice to hear things like that. I think Jace is a, a really classy guy, and I respect the way that he plays and goes about things. So it's it's nice that um, yeah he he would recognise that. But um, the same respect, like uh, yeah, it, it's very hard to guess uh, portray and for for others to sort of understand what the sort of situation has been like. Uh, it, it's not like we're horrible situation over here like we're being looked after as well as we can and um, we have everything mm. that we need but it's you know it's not home you know um, and hopefully hopefully uh, next year you know things can get back to normal and we can start to reconnect with uh, New Zealand and our and our breakers fan base who I know have missed us so much it's um, mm. you know, it's very easy sometimes to to lose track a little bit of you know who you're playing for and, and what you're playing for when you've been away for, from home for so long. But, um, you know, it's, it's nice to, to know that that is sort of recognised. But as I said, uh, there's nothing more that this team wants than to just reconnect with New Zealand and everyone that supports us back home and, and um, to, I guess, find that, find that spark again. Mate, November. November since you've seen your kids. I know you um, you got a lot of time. You're a great father and... A great husband, I know it must be pretty tough for you and many others, mate. I, I'll be honest, I could never have done it. Never have been able to live from home. I struggle with a couple of days away from my kids. You know, it sounds like a good time, <laughs> you know, a, a great thing at the time. You're like, yeah, sleeping, things like that, but you just miss that noise. So, uh, behalf of everyone back in India, we appreciate all that you're doing at the Breakers. Um, you know, you're keeping the basketball flag alive, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be rewarded very, very soon when you'll be able to play home at North Shore. We're at Victor Arena up in Auckland, mate. Um, we're going to let you go. 12 minutes on the weekend. Are we expecting many more minutes this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I had one practice going into that, so 
couple more practices this week and, and hopefully we can bump those minutes up a little bit and do a little bit more out in the court. Uh, it's been a very long time in between in between games for me uh, injured at the end of last mm. season, season as well. So an ideal time to find the feet again, but um, get that rhythm back soon and, and help the boys out. Nice, mate. Or can you just do this one move for us? Just do a little, little post-up, post-up, and then a fade-away, a jumper, and then just a little tap on the chest and look up, bro, and then that'll know that's for me. Hey, what do you reckon? <laughs> All right, mate. I got you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Thank love you, it. brother. That is Tom, Tom Abercrombie. That was our Court Kings catch-up. Take your love of the game to the next level at home, school, or community. I'm still waiting for my court. Anyway, we should be here shortly. Courtkings.co.nz. Thank you, Tom. There he is, Tom Abercrombie. Great to have a catch up with him. And you can just hear it, eh? You can hear um, how tough it has been for the lads over there uh, trying to play NBA. But you dig a little bit deeper. They've got family. Yes, people can say it's their job. It's their job. But, mate, we've all got feelings. We've all got emotions. And uh, I couldn't think of anything worse. Those boys been away from their kids and loved ones. So doing it pretty tough. Hopefully the breakers can come home shortly. Even the Phoenix women's team, the Phoenix men's side. You've got uh, the Warriors over there as well. Everyone's doing it pretty tough, but still trying to stay as positive as always. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit of rugby league after this. The league hour of powers come up. Maddie Johns can't wait. That was a great little chat with Tom Abercrombie. Back shortly. At home with results in 15 minutes with HealGen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ coming up to 9am. We had Joey Johns on over Christmas. We're about to hit the Quinella when we get Maddie. Um, Kimpy, we spoke to Joey and we said, would you drop in at Chopu, 12-foot Chopu? And he reckoned he wouldn't, but he has at the same no, he time. Would. I think he would. Yeah, what about Maddie? Uh, I don't even think Maddie owns a surfboard, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Maddie, Joey was the surfer. Maddie was the one that sat up at the beaches at the pub with, with all the boys and the music and the dance. He had the dance shoes on, mate. You know, like he it reminds me a little bit about Izzy, Maddie Johns. He's, you know, couldn't dance, um, oh. loved, a, loved a good tune, <laughs> could, could talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. He's that type of bloke. So, um, and, and the two of them together, Maddie and Joey, um, you know, they used to hang out at my place on a Monday, which was our Monday club. We used to go, you know, walk I had a bottle load down the corner, you know, go go train in the morning, go to the bottle load, pick up a box, put it in the end of the pool, and the boys would come over, and before you knew it, we're partying all day. Um, and they were just, mate, they were the life of the party, mate. They were just two boys from Cessnock. I think it's a Cessnock Goannas, I think that's what they used to call them. Um, country boys at heart. And if you know Newcastle, you've been up to Newcastle, is? Newcastle's a just a big country town it's not a city it's just a big country town so they lived in the country and they came to a country town and and that's who they were i've just got memories of that that grand final uh post video of those two (laughs) absolutely (laughs) oh my gosh it's so good i can't wait mate i can picture you all three years on the beach in newcastle Sipping on a couple. Looking forward to that. Maddie John's coming up very shortly. And, well, I just can't wait to sit back and just listen to Kempi and Maddie just sit back and relish on some great memories. So that is coming up in the next hour. we got Maddie John's. It's, it's our league hour. So if you've got anything league, we're dedicating it to league. Cam Smith's top eight. Oh, Tony Kemp's top eight. Well, it's all here coming up. We're going to cross over to M with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. 
support your immune health with Go Healthy from Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $9.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Baz is currently in Australia heading over to the IPL where he's going to coach the Kolkata Knight Riders and we'll keep you up to date with how he's going. We miss you, brother. We hope you're having a good trip with your family before you embark on your journey to hopefully go one better and beat the Chennai Super Kings. Coming up in the next hour, we spoke about our Rugby League Hour. Dedicating this hour to the great game that is Rugby League Kempi's going to be all over it. We're going to pick our top eight. Who are we thinking? Wow, with the news that Nathan Cleary is out of the first three weeks. Have wow, we got that Maddie? changes a few things. It changes a few things. Um, so looking forward to hearing your top eight. And I've got mine as well too, Kempi. So we'll have a wee chat about that. And I've got my daughter right next to me because she's watching YouTube out here because I promised her yesterday just to make her go to sleep. And she's annoying me to say that the ads are on. Tilly. You want to watch something else? Okay. You get stuck in there. <laughs> to, to be fair, Izzy, it's 9.04. It's <laughs> yeah. Her clock is like daddy finishes work oh. at 9 o'clock. So. <laughs> she Good girl, went in there. I said, we've got another hour, darling. But anyway, I promised her just to make sure she went to bed last night. And one thing about Tilly, she don't forget. She come in straight early on this morning. Daddy, I'm going to watch TV in here. So there you go. She's giving me the remote. So I'm going to throw it over to you. Tony Kemp, to introduce our next guest, I can't wait for this. Yeah, that's right. It's the Rugby League Hour of Power, and we couldn't think of anyone better to kick us off on kickoff day, actually, than the Sydney King himself. And it's not Peter Volandes, it's my former teammate um, and good bloke who happens to have a show on scene himself, and which you can listen to. And that's that great man in Sydney who owns the airways, Matty Johns. How are you going, brother? Campy. Great to talk to you, mate. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell the boys a few stories when you and Trish used to live in that little brown um, four-story <laughs> flat across the road from me and Mary, where they used to come over and dance on the wall and have a few VBs on a Monday. Mate, those were the good old days. They were the good old days with, uh, of course, Logan Campbell and, and Wes Hall that lived uh, with you. And I ended up living with... Uh, Logs there for a while. Uh, they're terrific fellas. Uh, they were good times, mate. Good times up there in Newcastle. Um, I tell you what, uh, it's been a little bit different. I've been a, for the old club. Can be. It's been a pretty dry last fifteen years. So, uh, yeah, hoping we can turn it around a little bit this year. But man, talk about a reliance on Kalen Pong. I'm, I'm not. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> no. Well, Joey spoke. I spoke to him about Christmas time and. Um, he was had big raps on Kalen. He just, you know, he said, "Oh, Kempi, mate, you should yeah. just Kalen when he when he when he moves and he's got the ball in hand. He's just something special." Uh, are they too reliant on him, Matty? You, you think Newcastle people oh, are yeah. picking them for the wooden spoon? Yeah, there have been people doing that. That it's it was they sort of watching them this year how they built the roster, Kempi. They I think they had a reliance that they thought they were going to get Luke, Luke Brooks. They allowed Mitchell Pearce to walk out the door, and that, that you know you mm. talk about a bloke who's played nearly 350 games in the halves. So they left pretty high and dry as halves, and then yeah, I, I just I'm just not sure they picked up a lot of injuries. And like you just said, mate, the reliance on Kalen, you know, it's sometimes it's like they're playing Kalen balls, just throw throw the ball to Kalen and something's going to happen. But uh, 
And, you know, I think about Kalen too. Um, I know that he and his dad, Andre, have said, no, we're going to stay in Newcastle. But, you know, the bloke who's chasing him is Wayne Bennett. Of course, that makes me a little nervous. So mm. I'd love the Knights <laughs> to get off to a good start to the season. If they have a slow start, Campy, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, great to have you on the show, Matty. It's Izzy here, mate. We've been talking uh, about this all morning. I've been pumped, mate, because I love your work, not only on the radio, on the TV as well, mate. you got good chat and good content. Um, let's talk about tonight's game, Panthers v the Manly Seagulls. Seagulls are pretty much fully strengthened, but the news with Nathan Cleary being out for the next three weeks, is that going to put a dampener on Panthers' uh, prospects and, and you know, more oh. favoured Manly tonight? Oh, Izzy, it'll put the air for this first month. It's going to make it a little tricky for the Panthers. And the Panthers' trial form, mm. when they got all... Their first trial was good when they had all the kids in. Then the second trial, uh, they struggled. I mean, you take it with a grain of salt, Izzy, that the, the trial form, particularly the sides who are, you know, been there and done that. Uh, but it is a concern, the first month without without Nathan. Um, you know, you, you mm. likes to know how important the halfback is. You know, that you, it's a steering wheel. The Broncos have been the best example of that. I mean, the Broncos have had close to the best pack in the comp for you know, the last two, three seasons, but it's like having a V12 mm. car and no steering wheel. Mm. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it's going to be a little bit. Jerome's, Jerome's a quality player, but Jerome's a sort of all-out six. So it, it, it changes yeah. his role. Uh, but, you know, if you talk about over-reliance, you got to talk about Manly and Tom Travoyevich. They got mm. a little more, a little bit more balanced than Knights across the, across the park. But the thing that's going to define this game tonight is uh, Penrith's ability to stop Tom, and the other thing is who handles the conditions as well. As you know, right across New South Wales, southeast mm. Queensland has been the flooding, and you know that area out around Penrith there has been smashed. So I don't know what the field looks like, but uh, that's going to be tricky. Mate, um, just, you know, you know, Matty, you've been over here a few times to play and you know how, how mad the New Zealand supporters are. Everyone in this country thinks that they are either born or, or, or live in New Queensland or New South Wales come origin time. Um, forget that they're actually <laughs> Kiwis. Um, yeah. But tell us your take on the Warriors this year and, and your thoughts on them trying to rebuild. You know, for me, they've built a decent forward pack. They still haven't got a decent number yeah. nine. But with Sean Johnson coming back, mate, you think they t- they – the tip for the eight. Everyone, everyone here wants to hear whether or not they'll make the eight this year. I, in my opinion, if that I was asked this the other day, if there's a side that will break into the eight, I can see it being the Warriors. I, I really like the way they looked in the in the off-season trials, and a lot of the noises coming out of there. The Sean Johnson thing is interesting. Over here, a lot of people mm-hmm. are saying, "Oh, you know, Sean's way past it." I actually, I thought he played some of his best football at Cronulla. I thought he was. I thought he found mm. his consistency and and can't be an easy. The really important thing I saw with Sean is that he'd let that kid of Sean Johnson go. Like it was a little bit like Benji, is that he'd found his game. He'd realised he didn't have the legs he had before, and he'd adjusted his game. And I thought I was really surprised mm. Cronulla allowed him to walk out the door and kept Moylan. I thought they would have kept Sean. Uh, I thought he and Hines would have been a good combination. So I reckon it's a really, I think it's a really good pickup. I think it'll be fantastic for Chanel, and I think it'll be really good for Reese Walsh. As you said, Cappy, their pack is a beauty. If you're a halfback, you can build your career behind that that pack. For Newell Blake, I, I, I think in this next 12 months he'll put himself in the Payne Hass, um, uh, Talmalolo sort of standing. I think I think he's close to the best mm. middleman in the game. And uh, yeah, I, I just like him. I liked in the trial games. Two things I liked about him. 
Number one is they've adjusted their attack. They went back to a more mm. power game. Uh, and now when you play the Warriors, that's always the tricky thing, handling their power game through the middle when they always go good. That, that's, that's the base. There was a lot of short passing rather than those block formations. Uh, and I love their defence against Melbourne. In Melbourne, they just really dug in defensively on their own line and withstood a lot of pressure. So I think they're going to have a really good season. I know, I know Phil Gould sort of you know, came and went pretty quickly, but in that time, you, you certainly know that Gus is going to put a few good things in, in place. So I reckon mm. that you guys are getting a little bit of momentum from that as well. So uh, just the style, just the way the game has gone, I think it suits the Warriors. Like, you know, Sean ducking and diving through the middle. Uh, and Reese Walsh is exactly what you need in the modern game. I'm with you, Kempi. They, they just need a little bit more strike out of dummy half at nine. You know, a lot of times these days, most sides build their team, their focal point around the nine. You've got to have a little bit more there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I've read in my top eight. We're going to talk about it later on. I've got Warriors at seven, and I had uh, key figures, Aidan Fanua Blake and Sean Johnson. But, yeah, Tohu Harris as well, when he comes back from injury, oh, that yeah. combination there in the midfield, his ability, ball play, uh, offload, I think they'll add to it too. What about you spoke about well, Phil Gould? I've got the Bulldogs at eight as well. I've got the Bulldogs going at eight. That's probably a big ask for me. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I've, I've liked this sightings. Josh Adokar obviously coming in. I, I looked at Tavita yeah. Pungai Jr. I think he's uh, an absolute force. you think they could potentially push a few? Well, Izzy, I think Warriors fans would have been excited when you have them at seven, but I think they'll be devastated by your judgment <laughs> by having the Bulldogs at eight. <laughs> mate, I... yeah, can... Am I mate, you want to you you hear his tipping of horses too, Look, mate. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> Am I clutching no, I'm, there? I've heard. Oh, yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Izzy, uh, mate, hey, look, mate, everyone's entitled to opinion, even if yours is wrong. <laughs> mate, I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, I, I, I just already there's some noises coming out of there. Uh, you know, there were there were reports that some of the new players have, have said, said to members of the media, "Oh, Jesus, not like our old club." <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna cross him off, eight. <laughs> yeah, but I did I did like what I saw in the trial games. They they played Cronulla and they that they didn't look good. Uh, I, mean, I reckon, look, um, yeah, I, ju- I just, I don't see it this year. There's going to be, uh, okay. once again, they're, they're what they lack, what they really lack, like I suppose like a, a lot of those struggling sides, they lack a class seven and nine. That's that's what mm. they lack. That's what lets them down. Because again, this year they've got a good forward pack, but they've basically grabbed whatever they can get. And they've got the Fox and Matty Burton's terrific signing, but, you know, like when you're a struggling club, as I said before, you're paying overs and you just get what's, whatever's on the shelf. They, they desperately mm. need a good seven and a nine. Then you start talking about, about them being around six, seven and eight. Yeah, and the seven and nines, mate, they're like hen's teeth at the moment. Jeez, you'd like to be one. Oh. You'd like to be one. You'd be writing your own checks. Hey, Matty, I'm going to ask you a question, mate. It's been a sad week for uh, the Australian public at the moment with Shane Warne's passing, and I know you would have spent some time with him, mate. You got a story for us there? Yeah, got a got a couple. I went away. Um, I went away for about a week with him in Germany, which was dangerous. It's amazing. I got back alive. But uh, oh. we went over. For, there was a big group of us went over for the 2006 Soccer World Cup in Germany, uh, and 
Kempi, on the way over, I was, I was thinking, you always think, oh, I wonder what Warnie's like. And a lot of times, as you blokes know, when you, when you get people, whether they, it be sport or you know, art or music or whatever, the, 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 people who are at the very pinnacle can be quite aloof. And I thought to myself, oh, you know, I, I'm not going to sort of talk that much to Warnie because, to be honest, he's probably not going to be interested. But he, he blew me away how personable and what a great fella he was and how much time he had for everybody. Mm. But it, like, it shouldn't have surprised me, but it, but it really did. And I used to bump him and do him here and there, and he's always a great guy, good to my friends. There was one, um, one story um, in the 19, uh, 1998... The Newcastle Ice, we went away to the Melbourne Cup for our end of the year trip. And yeah, as you'd imagine, we were pretty, pretty messy. We had a pretty wild crew yeah, anyway. So what happened? About day three, and bugger me, for whatever reason, I've got no idea why, we went to the Sheffield Shield. And like <laughs> the MCG, we were the only people in the whole 100,000-seater stadium. We were sitting there watching Victoria versus New South Wales. New South Wales, a game no one is interested in, and we're sitting there, sort of fly blown, going, "What are we doing here?" Anyway, so Mark Taylor saw us and he sauntered down from the dressing rooms and said, um, "Hey boys, you know what he's doing?" And uh, yeah, yeah, blah 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 blah. We're going to Oaks Day tomorrow. Sounds great. Anyway, he looked over his shoulder and Warney wasn't playing. Warney was in the dressing room and said, "Hey Warney, well, we've got some boys here. Do you fancy a night out?" And he said, "Mate, always up for a night out." And he walked down. <laughs> And as he got to the seat, he looked at Joey and went, no, and went back into the dressing room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But talking to people, like hearing hearing people that were really close to him, I heard Alan Border the other day. He talked about, because he was the captain when he came into the side. And he said, when he first came in in Australia, he struggled. We took him over to England, you know, for that, you know, ball of the century. And he said, when we were over there, he said, that's when he really came into his own. He said he had big, incredibly strong hands. And he said, when he spun the ball, you could hear the, the seam whirring, spinning. It actually made a noise that, spin that it spun that hard. And so, uh, and, and then when he went to commentary, you realised it wasn't just natural talent. Incredibly intelligent cricketer. But just, it's, a, it's such a massive loss. Australia, for Australian sport because like, like you guys, you like your athletes with just a little bit of character, a little bit of scallywag about them. And yeah, he, he certainly had that. Yeah, and, and you both too. You're not just He didn't just look at Joey, mate, when he came down. He had a look over and he saw who was looking <laughs> over his shoulder cheekily at him, which would have been your, which would have been your melon. Um, I, I, often <laughs> talk, I often talk about the, the boys when they're saying, you know, how do those guys, how, how come those guys are so good? And, you know, the amount of, you're talking about the ball wheeling. I re- always remember training you and Joe showing up and just throwing the ball around and doing laps around with Kick Kenny. Remember Kick Kenny? And uh, kicking yeah, the boredom and doing all of yeah. those those things, those little extras, and and went on to have a wonderful career, mate. Just um, how is the beautiful wife anyway? How is Trish? How many kids you got? Mate, we got we got two boys, uh, Cooper and Jack. Cooper, of course, he sort of he he hurt his shoulder in the trial game against uh, uh, against uh, Newcastle, ironically. And Jackson Newcastle can't be in the lower grades. He, he actually had a shoulder reconstruction in the off season, but got staff in it. So he's still got another six to eight weeks to come back. Yeah, I know. Which must be a weakness in our shoulders. From, <laughs> yeah, for me doing any, any manual work, 
But uh, no, we're, we're good, Campy. We're good. Everyone around here, like even around the area, we, we've been only mildly affected by the floods. But man, it's just been it's been crazy. Yeah, okay. uh, Maddie, I'm actually coming over to Sydney tomorrow morning. I'm uh, going to Rose Hill on Saturday oh, to watch the horses, mate. What's the weather like? Obviously, it's flooding, but main, main mate, centre's all good? It's, it's actually started... Today is it's the first time I've seen a bit of blue sky. But I'll tell you what you should do, mate. You know, get, before, you go to, before you go to the races, maybe go over to Belmore and give the Bulldogs a bit of a motivational tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe in you, boys. I believe in you. Come on. Dig deep for Izzy. Mate, well, they got, they, they got, oh, Steve, no. they got Steve Hansen there. Maybe, Izzy, you should give Steve Hansen a call, mate, and go on as the, the ex, yeah. ex All Black, you know, to help out. Okay. Yeah, go give yeah, Uncle Trent a little... Well, I'll tell you what's strange. All right, I don't know what's going on. Joey texted me last night and said, mate, have you got... What's your email address? Um, which is problematic because I don't even own a computer, let alone an uh, email address. <laughs> anyway, I oh, know. Can you believe it? I say to people, people say, got me your email address. I say, I haven't got a computer. And they sort of look at it and say, yeah, yeah, good on you, mate. You know, to make up a better excuse than that. But he said, mate, Dan Carter needs to ask you something. And I was thinking to myself, holy shit. Dan, what would Dan Carter possibly want to ask me? I was thinking, have I offended him somewhere along the line? <laughs> oh, you're the best, mate. Hey, I really love talking to you this morning, Matty. Hopefully we can get you on again, um, maybe a couple of rounds into the NRL, just to get your thoughts on... Um, you know, these are going to be a smoky coming up. I agree with you. I think the Warriors have got a chance of making the eight this year. They're, they're definitely in that number eight spot for me. Um, Tommy Trebojevic, mate, he's the, he's the new kid on the block. The best I've seen um, come out for a while. Just no one can tackle him. Uh, and like, is he... Is he um, yeah, the Bulldogs will probably end up with a wooden spoon as he's put the death nail under them. But um, say hi, say, say hi to the boys, mate. Say hi to all the boys in Newcastle. Say hi to the wife, Trish, and um, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks, Matty. Can't, can't be easy. Good on you, lads. Any time. Thanks, mate. Oh, there you go. Put the mockers on the Bulldogs, haven't I? <laughs> How good oh, is that wow. chat? How good is that? That was chat? so good. He's a storyteller, isn't he? Man, Man, that's got, th- got, th- got a thousand of them, and and you know the other side, just with Joey in the in them as well. You know, like his stories have, have always got his brother in them, and that's you know they mm. they should have been twins. Those two. Oh, mate, they just hearing the, and then he saw Joey and said, nah, I bet you he saw both of them was like double nut. Nah. Uh, Brad's text on double eight, double three. Hey, Maddie, it's better than Lego. That's that great Mad Monday situation, man. Those lads could send it. Unbelievable chat. Awesome to hear. Maddie's reckons on the NRL. What do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Are you actually with Izzy? Do the dogs have a smoky chance or not? Not at all. What about the Warriors? 0800 150 811, the Kennard Tire phone line. It's the league power of hour of power. Get in touch with us. Text us, double eight double three. but give us a call. 0800 150 811. That's the Kennard Tire phone line. We want to hear from you. We'll hear Cam Smith's top eight, Kempi's top eight, Izzy's top eight before the end of the hour as well. Be in touch. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. NZ. You certainly are. We're here for an extra hour today, and oh, so glad we are. If you just missed Matty Johns, go to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on our podcast channels right now and catch up with it. Basically, he said that the Warriors are a red-hot chance this year. From one league legend that is on SEN and Matty Johns to another, Cam Smith. Yeah, we've got them all. Here's his top eight. Let's have a listen and get the lads to react off the bat. I've, got, I've actually got the Titans moving up, boys. 
I reckon they. I reckon they'll finish in the top six. Okay. They, yeah, they just. Oh, I don't know. Just watching them last year, um, I thought they they were they finished the season very strongly. They had an opportunity to knock off the Roosters. Um, they were one pass away in that semi final up in Townsville from going another week further. Um, and yeah, we know what happened with the Roosters last year with their injury toll. Um, but I, I just see that they're on the improve. They've got a great young forward pack. Um, AJ Brimson moves to the halves this year. Um, yeah, look, I think they're going to be the big movers. Um, the one I, I feel might drop out of that top four might be the Bunnies with Adam Reynolds okay, moving yeah, on. But you still, you still got them in the eight. I've got them in the eight, Brandy. I've yeah. got them in the eight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a good enough team to stay in the eight, but I just think they might drop a few notches um, on the ladder. And to, fin- and to, to round out yep. the eight, like I've got a few teams sort of, you know, the Broncos, possibly the Cows, but definitely the Sharks and Newey. I reckon they're the four teams that are going to be fighting for that last spot in the top eight. Ooh, no, miss- no mention of the Warriors there, Kimpy. No, nah, he's still hurting, mate. He's still hurting from that grand- that final <laughs> where they star one played eight and they scored the Troy... Um, Michael Witt. Michael Witt scored that try on the corner, and he's never forgiven the Warriors, mate. So ever, ever, Cam is ever going to mention the Warriors in the eight. Um, make some good points, though. I think, the, for me, the top eight, uh, Izzy, I think, the Storm Panthers, Sydney City, and Manly, um, I think top five, really, para, uh, are going to be really hard to knock off. It's just where they fit. What do you think? Yeah, mate, para. you got para in there, um, Manly, Sydney City, Roosters. I've gone Panthers, Roosters, Manly, Storm, top four. Rabbitohs are five. Raiders, six. Warriors, seven. And then obviously we know about the Bulldogs, but they've got no chance. It's great. It's funny to hear Cam talk about the Newcastle Knights. He had them at eight, the Newies. Yeah, I, I think six. I think seven and eight is sort of up for grabs, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it, it's it's interesting he didn't mention the Warriors. He's right about the Titans. You know, they were passed away from the semis last year, yeah. you know, you're, you're, our poor um, centre there, not passing that ball to the biggest Fafita running down, who just doesn't get stopped from that position. So, yeah, that's one you're gonna you're gonna take to your grave with you. Uh, I think the Sharks are are, are there thereabouts with Finnegan and and Hines being signed in there. Yeah. The the real smoky for me though is I think they've signed the best number fourteen in the game and the guy to come off the bench and and Connor Watson is the Sydney City Roosters. I think him coming into the middle of the park, he's had his season under his belt in the middle. Can play 80 minutes, uh, um, good backup at hooker, uh, and Sydney City mate, the, the way they played under injury clouds last year to get through to as far as they got if they can stay fit they're going to be a real a real, um, I guess threat and I disagree with Cam on South Sydney I actually think Lachlan Ilias, the, the halfback that's coming in, he played half a dozen games in first grade last year, I think he's a great um, a great up and comer, and with Cody Walker outside of him, I think they fire. I think they. I think that's why Reynolds mm. went. I think he was told that Lachlan Ilias is the next best thing to come out of South Sydney, um, and their side hasn't changed a hell of a lot. They still got speed to burn and a very very good forward pack. And you have got to remember Damian Cook. If you've got a if you've got a good six seven nine one, and if you look at those top five, um, 
South Sydney aren't too far away from rebuilding that six, that, that, that number seven jersey. So I still think they're a threat in the top six. Yeah, Damien Cook, he's a bit of a freak out of dummy, isn't he? James says, God, I've missed rugby league. Yeah, absolutely, James. Oh, 800 150 It's the Rugby League Hour of Power on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast with Kempi and Daggy. Make sure you give us a call or send us a text. There's a great one here we'll get to shortly. A bit of breaking news up after this as well, but right now it's the news with Emma for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 26 away from 10. It's Rugby League out of power, so... I'll try to be tactful as I drop some rugby union news in here, uh, boys, but this is quite important. The Hurricanes match this weekend against the Highlanders, pretty sure, is being postponed because they reckon that there might be up to 20-odd cases in the Hurricanes environment. Um, well, this is... I don't, I, look, I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines here. There's lots of people reporting it. I don't know if, with, if it's a withdrawal or if it's postponement, but yeah, there's a couple of different reports that there might be up to about 20 different players, which is kind of big news. Um, the Moana Pacifica competition has been, well, Moana Pacifica themselves uh, have, well, they've been kind of starved of rugby, so the fact that they are going to be, uh, sorry, they are the ones playing Hurricanes, so they're going to miss out on another yep. game if that is right, which is really niggly news for the competition. But we knew this was going to happen. And, of course, for that um, franchise, is either women's Super Rugby team and the Super Rugby old picky, they're going to miss out as well. So the Hurricanes will be devastated if this comes to fruition. Yeah, for sure, mate. And I'm a bit nervous because I obviously called that game. And, and yes, honestly, I social distant from um, from Corey Jane, 100%. Tell you that. So please, CJ, <laughs> please don't have it. <laughs> we spoke, uh, look, we it's, spoke it's about it, though, eh? <laughs> We spoke about it. Yeah. It's shutting, shutting games down when when uh, teams are going to pick up it and pick up the the corona and um, how it would go through the through the whole side. So it's you know for me not surprising. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, give us a text on the temper bed post text machine double eight double three temper bed post range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body. So you can put your head and feet up in comfort. Izzy, a great text here. They're all starting to flood through on the rugby league. <laughs> they are, they are. I've got to read this last one that just came through. I want what you're smoking, Izzy, about the Bulldogs. Look, I've got to talk about the Bulldogs. Look, got, I'm a West Tigers fan, so I'm a Tigers fan. They're probably going to be near the bottom. So they're, they're out of... I got no chance. A Warriors fan, but I'm also a Bulldogs fan because I was a huge fan of, of Sonny Bill Williams when he was playing for the Bulldogs, Rennie Matua, uh, Matt Utai. Uh, Steve Price, Willie Mason. So that's kind of where I was looking. I just saw their their signings, and, and you know they've got uh, some firepower there. But digging a bit deep, and that's why Kempy's on here. You don't have a nine, you don't have a six and seven, you don't have fullback. You know, they've got Matt Dufty, but um, you know, like you don't got to have quality players in the right positions, the, the leaders, the direction. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of hoping that the Bulldogs might be able to. But hey, 
they might be hearing all your chat, all my chat, all, all Johnsy's chat and saying, hey, stuff you. I'm going to prove you wrong. And I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, uh, you, you never know. There's always a smoky that comes out. You know, I don't, I'm, mm. St. George have got some really good youngsters. You know, they're, they're the ones, I think, who are going to be the smoky. If those youngsters can fire... Um, they've got some really, really good kids running around there. They're going to get a crack this year. So, but you know, the old the old adage mm. goes, you know, if you haven't played fifty NRL games, you're not going to last twenty six rounds. And um, mm. you know, if you look at the the good teams at the top of the ladder, they've got plenty of fifty game plus um, plus players in there, and they'll be there or thereabouts. So, fighting out seven and eight is going to be an interesting mm. one. And I hope the Warriors can um, can get that through. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, Anthony from Rotorua, that was that message uh, once. What is he smoking? He also says, how good <laughs> is Maddie Johns? Great interview, boys. Yeah, he is an absolute superstar. Anthony, here's one. Kempi talking sense again. Well, when was he last talking sense? When it comes to league. <laughs> oh, South Sydney have got some great youngsters that are going to shock the competition this year. Can't wait. That's from Mark. Yeah, mate, and South Sydney, Redfern, that area has always produced really good young kids. You know, they, the, the, the thing with it, you know, South Sydney, Sydney City, they sit on top of each other. Redfern and the training ground for, for Sydney City, you could throw a cricket ball and hit each other. Um, and the juniors mm. all around that forever. I remember the first club I ever went to when I was in the New Zealand under 15 side was Red at Red the was South Sydney Juniors um, Redfern Oval. You know, and everyone knows that um, the amount of talent that comes out of that area. So, uh, you know, just yes, Adam Reynolds is a great South Sydney kid, great player. Um, but there's a reason he was let go. All right, and mm. the young kid um, Lachlan Ilias is probably that reason. So, let, you know. People you haven't really heard about, his name. Just keep an eye out for that kid. What What about Blake Tafe at yeah, fullback? Are you a big fan of him? Uh, he, he got a taste of Origin last year. Yeah, it's made it, this. The the problem at the moment with the NRL is that 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 good spine, the the players in the spine, mm. there isn't enough of them. You know what I mean? And um, if they're not ready, the problem the problem because there isn't enough of them at the moment. You get you're getting thrown in the deep end really early. You're not you're not having the chance to develop. And if you look at mm. um, Billy Slater, for instance, if you look at Cooper Cronk, they they took their time developing those players before they went on to be immortals. And and that's the that's the issue that they got. Uh, go down with a couple of injuries mm. early, mate. It can it can ruin your career. Yeah. Nice, mate. Nice. We're going to hear from you about your top eight as more a little bit more in depth after a wee little break. But remember, give us a text anytime on the Tempura Bed Post text machine. Tempura and Bed Post range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head up and your feet up in comfort. Keep those text messages coming through. We'll get to those very, very shortly. Back soon. Test at home with results in 15 minutes with HealGen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Amazing. Can we hear your new song, please? I got you. 
SENZ we're 14 away from 10 the league hour of power is firing up it's going strong we've got many uh, top 8s rolling in on the text machine so we're going to have to speed this up Kempi throw to you for your top 8 then Izzy we're going to rattle through some of these eh Oh, mate, what I yep. said, I've already told you the top five, Storm Panthers, Sydney City, Manly, Para, and uh, I'll throw the Rabbits into six. I think they'll, that that's a given. Um, and anyone from the Sharks, the Warriors, the Titans, oh, probably Canberra to, oh. fight, to fight seven and eight out. But, mate, I think, I, think, I, think, I think Canberra's done, to be honest. I think Ricky. I think Ricky and the cameras and Canberra are done. I think the, the, the Sharks are going to be there, and, and I'm just hoping that, you know, the good go forward of the Warriors. Um, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. I'm looking forward to seeing how they they lay the platform and whether SJ can get forward. Um, yeah. the, the question is, when Reese Walsh comes back, what do you do with with um, Channel Tavita? I actually think Nicarima's best number is 14. He got to go. He got to go to the mm-hmm. bench. I think. I think with Sean, you put Tavita in there. He's got a left foot. He's got a decent kicking game, and you bring Reese Walsh back into the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you've got to carry Nicarima on the bench because Egan can't. Last twenty six rounds and get you to a final. I loved hearing um, Matty John's comments on on Sean Johnson, how he when he was at, uh, at at the Sharks, you know, when before he left, we loved, we Sean was always going to be able to create something. He he he'd be a stepper. He he'd you know break the line. He break defenses right open. But when he went over there, they wanted to put that aside and just get his game direction, his game management. Uh, to top level, because that's how um, Sevens, uh, particularly in Australia, become so successful. So if he's able to bring that, what he got from the Sharks, his, di- his management, his direction, to be able to get the team in the right uh, parts of the field, but also add his running game to his game, I think he'd be sharp. I think he'd be sharp, so I'm looking forward to watching him as well. Um, my top eight, I've gone Panthers, Manly, second, Roosters, Storm, Rabbitoh, five, Raiders, I've got them at six, seven, and then the Bulldogs at eight. Those are mine. We'll soon see. We've got a couple of text messages on the text machine. My top eight, lads. Panthers, Storm, Seagulls, Eels, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Dragons, and Raiders. That is from Brad. And then we've got another one from Craig. Panthers, Storm, Roosters, Seagull. Uh, Seagulls. Oh, sorry. Craig just lost that text. Seagulls, Eels, Bunnies. Seven uh, are the Warriors, Dragons at to round out the eight. So, yep, we've got a few there, a couple coming through from the text line. Look, it's anyone's game. Start of the season, looking forward to wrapping in tonight. Panley, Panthers, Manly. Oh, how good's it going to be? Oh, the only issue is on breakfast hours, there's no chance I'm going to be able to get past half time if I make kickoff. Nah. <laughs> so that's going to be the issue. I might, maybe I'll just get up an extra hour. That sounds sick, doesn't it? Get up an extra hour earlier tomorrow morning and watch it before work. <laughs> morning, fellas. I think the Warriors have a massive chance of making the eight. It all comes down to SJ staying on the field, as Kempe keeps saying, and people like Matt Lodge needing to keep his discipline. Kempe, if the Warriors win this week, what do you think they do with the spine? Well, you just heard Kempe answer that question. Here's one for you, though. Discipline. Towards the end of last year, and they've been away for a while, but that's not really an excuse for a guy like Matt Walsh pulling the fingers at the crowd. Like the, the leadership within the club, and try, I don't, I'm not going to use the C word. It's more just about being good people and being good blokes collectively taking ownership and personal responsibility over your actions, they might be good footballers, but do the Warriors have the right characters, Kempe? Uh I think what they've done is they've made a um, a big call putting Fanua Blake as a captain. I think that that takes a lot of heat out of the the issues. You know, having Fanua Blake up front, you know, being a pork chop and Reese Walsh at the back, you know, being the pork ribs doesn't really help. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you've got front-to-back issues, and I think they've taken the heat out of it by putting Fanua Blake 
in that um, space and hopefully Reese Walsh has sorted out his off-field issues um, as he's indicated to the public uh, over the off-season. So whether they can carry that over the season or not get frustrated is more the question, Louis. It's a long season. It's a Izzy, very long like, season. Like Izzy, you being the more recent of the two of you guys that were playing, like rugby's a pretty much a full year sport now, but even in a super rugby campaign, I'm sure that like at times you would get tested emotionally within your club. Yeah, mate. It's, it's all part and parcel of being a competitor. You want to win. You want to do everything in your powers to win, and sometimes that your emotions boil over and you do things that you regret. I've done it many a times on the field. I've been open about it on this radio show, abusing refs. You know, that's that's the worst thing you could do. That's the most gutless thing you could do is abuse a ref. So, look, we all do it. Matt Lodge, he'll be disappointed. And you're right, it wasn't a good look against the Titans. They were just getting beaten up. And when things aren't going so well on the field and potentially off the field, emotions are boiling over. Uh, we don't know. Um, they, they do things. So they can keep their discipline intact, and uh, I'm pretty sure they will. Then um, I'm I'm excited for the Warriors season, but like Kempi, hopefully they can, uh, you know, do do things and hashtag is it our year? <laughs> Change the hashtag, mate. It's Change gonna, the hashtag. Well, let, let's go on Warriors. We need to. There's going to be a new one. I can't wait. What's a new one? Yeah, yeah. That's what what's hash, a new one, Kempi. Well, give, hash, us a, give us something else. Hashtag I can't wait. Uh, well, <laughs> let, let's hope it's not half a century. One last text before we head off. The Panthers are overrated and will just make the eight. Whack! Those young fellas don't don't know how to handle all of their newfound fame and it will cost and There's probably going to be a scandal in Cleary. We'll miss some of the year. Luai is nothing without Cleary. Jimmy from Pooh is just lining the Panthers up here. <laughs> Jimmy, get out of the thunder, mate. Get out of the thunder. I don't know what's up going on up there in Pooh. You're eating too much of that cheese, Jimmy. Mark Stafford's in after us. He's going to come and sleep on it uh, with us next. We'll ask him what his top eight is as well. He's right into his rugby league and he'll be fired up for it to start tonight. Loved the extra hour. Thank you for all your texts on double eight double three. It is eight minutes away from ten. Baz and Izzy for breakfast.